Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Herfcast. I'm Brian, your host, and tonight my guest is Otis. Otis has been on before. He is half of the What Up Doe podcast out of Detroit. That's W-U-D-U-P-D-O-E, the What Up Doe podcast. Him and uh, his podcasting partner, co-host, Mike, uh, Michael, they've been on before. But this episode, we talk a lot about cigars, uh, cigar events, uh, some booze, and, you know, some other stuff. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. I will have a contest coming up with Sam Lucia from Stogie Bird. Uh, Sam wants to give away a Stogie Bird 8 and a Manufacturer of the Month, so keep an eye out for that. But if you want to go ahead and get that kicked off early, you go to stogiebird.com and use the code HERFCAST and you will save $5 off of your purchase. So check out stogiebird.com, use the code HERFCAST and stay tuned for that contest coming up with Sam. I'd also like to bring up St. Baldrick's. Uh, my event is in two weeks, March 15th. If you could donate to that, that would be awesome. It's to raise funds for childhood cancer research. Uh, right now, my hair is currently purple. I've got a big purple afro, and my beard is gold uh, because I did hit my $2,000 mark as of yesterday, and that's awesome. I want it to keep growing, so if you could donate, please Donate to St. Baldrick's. Uh, you can go to my webpage, theherfcast.com, and there is a red banner link at the top of the page. It says St. Baldrick's 2020 or something like that. Uh, while you're there, buy a shirt. I've got shirts for, uh, you know, just about everybody. So check that out. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Otis is a great dude. I love talking to him, and I'm excited to see him in a couple of weeks when he comes in for Ristafari. So, uh You'll definitely learn about Ristafari if you don't know about it yet during this episode. Um, if you are in the northwest Indiana region or in drivable distance, I highly suggest checking out this event. It's a great event for all brothers and sisters of the Leaf. So that is March 14th at the Golden Leaf in Hobart, Indiana. So check it out. Again, thanks for uh, tuning in. And here is my conversation with Otis being able to get some drinks in. This is my plan was to drink and smoke tonight anyway. So it's just it's just gonna happen <laughs> regardless. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Uh I actually just uh just got a message from from somebody random on Twitter uh asking if uh if I'd ever podcast with local nobodies who like cigars. Like, <laughs> I was like, well I mean well, if you get if you got a good conversation to to talk about then yeah. Um so yeah he's uh he's somewhat local i think um he's local to you yeah and uh okay. but that's uh josh vale so i'm sure me and josh vale are going to figure out something uh get him over here to the uh the garage aka black flannel studio uh and do some bullshitting so that's what's up that's what's up um uh so, uh, J.S. Gafford, what's now? What is his name? How do you pronounce his name? It's uh, Risty. Risty. He's actually going to be here in Detroit this weekend. Oh, is he? Oh, uh, yeah. Secreto? Secreto? Oh, yeah, Secreto. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, going to be there tomorrow and Saturday. Um, 
I was going to try to make – I don't know if he's actually going to be there tomorrow. I know he's going to be there Saturday. Um, but I guess they were, it's a, they're recording this. It's a local podcast called The, Bru- the Brews. I think it's Brews Brothers. They do like beer or something like that. Yeah, I think uh, I think I seen him post something about that the other day. I think they're doing a live podcast at Secreto. Um, but Ronnie, the store owner, was telling me about it. Um, I think last week when I stopped up there, and then I started seeing the post or whatever. But I got a bunch of shit going this weekend, so I don't know if I'm gonna make it. But all those fails, you know, I'll see him down in March. You know, in two weeks. So yeah. Uh, and dude, I'm telling you, you you definitely won't be disappointed for making the trip. So. Oh no, I'm 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 ready, man. I already got my my uh, permission slip signed by the wife. You know, <laughs> all good. You know, actually, my wife, she's actually, I think she'd be out of town anyway, visiting her mother. So yeah, um, and that just kind of happened after the fact. But yeah, so I'm trying to get. Um, did you? I don't know if you. Uh, have chatted with her so you know who tony is at um anthony alan anthony on twitter not that i know of oh he well he's the third admin of the cigar group so it's me mike and and tony i i actually i actually talked to him on a uh on a video chat one night Random, okay, okay. Uh, I, I threw up a link in uh detroit cigar club and he was uh he was the one guy that that hopped on for a few minutes with me oh, okay cool 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 yeah, well, so, yeah so so that was cool yeah, so is he's uh he's supposed to supposed to be me, Tony coming down, and possibly Mike. Mike's still supposed to let me know, and possibly another one of our uh, cigar buddies. So we, had, I know, I mean, I know for certain I'm coming there, you know. But I know things could change with work schedules and stuff with the fellas. So oh yeah, um, um but I'm free. Um, I just don't know about Friday, Friday or Saturday. Um, I just need to figure that out. Um, so what's going on? What's going on Friday there? Is anything going on Friday? Uh, I think they're doing a, a, uh, like pre-party at this, uh, at this shop called Tobacco Land and Monster. Okay. Um, like this dude, like he, I, I've been saying it forever. Uh, but this dude has like a work of art in his humidor. Like it's, it's not much space, but the way he's got everything organized, He's got such a huge fucking selection in this little ass humidor. Okay. So, um, but I think he it's uh it's a big like tobacco shop with the little humidor. Um, but I think for events, like he shuts down like the the store part and sets up tables and you could smoke in there and whatnot. So uh okay. I think I think that's probably what they're doing Friday night. Um I don't know what I'm gonna be working. Um the cool thing is is that like my boss uh it, like you know he uh he he knows the events that i'm going to uh so like I, i've already got it cleared with him to have saturday and sunday off okay which worked out in my favor because sunday uh turns out that that's when i'm going to do my saint baldrick's uh i, I got in, like the event that i'm going to attend is is that oh, sunday yeah, yeah, yeah. so okay i'm going to be shaving my head pretty hung over okay. um but it works out because <laughs> i already got the day off so <laughs> yeah that's what's up yeah so what time does the does thing start like 9 a.m that saturday uh dude it, it it's probably gonna start thursday night depending on who you talk to <laughs> <laughs> okay okay yeah there's actually a, a group from uh, uh another group that i'm in uh a few people coming into town from that um like 
Iowa, Arizona, uh, fucking Pennsylvania, like are all coming in, like staying in the same Minnesota, staying at the same Airbnb. Um, oh, okay. That's and get a- getting in on Thursday. It's like, well, if you guys are getting in on Thursday, then let me know. I'll, you know, you guys are more than welcome to come by the come by the garage, and we could we could do it up Thursday night. So, yeah, there's going to be all kinds of pre-partying and all weekend long. So, yeah. So Friday, Friday's up in the air. Like I say, definitely try. My my goal is to try to be there about like ten, eleven o'clock Saturday morning. At least that's my initial thought. So. Um, when it, you know, of course, when more people it adds more uh, potential of not, but <laughs> I'm gonna try yeah. to make that, you know. Uh, well, at least you guys gain the hour coming in. Also, it is we do gain an hour there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a plus. I was curious. I didn't know what part of the border that hit. I don't know where the border stops. Where it. Uh, I think it's it's about it's right around like it's uh, Michigan City. Okay. I want to say is is right about where that time zone changes so oh that's what's up then that's even better then that makes it even better so so we just trying to figure out uh just figuring out lodging um i i'm trying to stay at uh hilton just because i get uh a discount from a friend or whatever so it's two one it's two hilton brand ones that i'm thinking about so i just need to figure out which one so it's no big deal just need to it, if it's just two people, it's uh, it'd be one one hotel. If it's more, uh, it'd be a different one. So yeah, but um, yeah. So if if anybody hasn't picked up on it yet, like we're talking about the uh, the JSK event of the year, um, his, his annual throwdown, uh, Ristafari. This is Ristafari Five. Um, you know, little history. Like originally, it was nine guys getting together. Uh, to smoke cigars, and now it's this massive, massive event that uh, is just an all-around good time. Like, I, I, I wasn't at the first one, but I've been at, you know, all the others. And, uh, like, I, I was amazed at the – so it was year two that uh, that I went to and, um, you know, first. But, like, all kinds of guys from Minnesota and whatnot, the guys from Minnesota Herf Connection, um, just – met all these random people and everybody was just so good spirited fucking generous like i mean true cigar culture at its finest like just uh joseph guzman like i met him like we we talked for like five minutes he said something about a cigar i said no i've never had it he's like hold on you know walks over grabs me like it was the it was the uh minnesota maduro jsk minnesota maduro Okay. Uh, limited, limited out in Minnesota for these guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, five minutes knowing the guy. Uh, Guzman's a great guy. He's one of the admins in that group. Um, uh, I met Trenda that night. Uh, but, yeah, just uh, it's, it, it's grown so much the past couple of years. Like, it's, it's just insane. And um, definitely, definitely looking forward to it in a couple of weeks here. But I, I will say that, you know, since – um, since starting with the uh, Detroit Cigar Club about six years ago and really just getting engulfed in just the culture of cigars and stuff and, you know, meeting people. I mean, I've met decent people, you know, just at the bars drinking and other places and stuff like that and different hobbies. But 
I think cigar smoking has really introduced me to a whole ram of just almost hundred percent nice people. Like yeah. the, the, the cigar culture, the cigar hobby, the people that, 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 you know, I've, I've been, I've come across, man, it's been some of the dopest people. I, I've, there's not a, there's not a better circle of people that I've met. And that's just not saying it cause I'm a big fan of cigars and you yeah. are, but that's just the truth that I've never met a, a different group of people who was as, as cool as cigar smokers, man. Well, like one, one thing that blows me away is, uh, so I've been doing St. Baldrick's for, this is my 10th year and the past, uh, I'd say the past five, six years, like since I got, well, since I joined cigar geeks, um, you know, the first year that I posted it on Cigar Geeks, like I was overwhelmed at like how many people donated uh, just from this cigar website, you know. But uh, I mean, these past five, six years, uh, I'd say that a good at least at least 60 percent of the money that I raise every year is from the cigar community. Just people that I've met online uh, at the shops, whatnot, um, you know, and a, a good a portion of it is people that I've never met, you know? So it's, uh, it, it's really, unre- and, and every year somebody like I'll, I'll post it and somebody will start a contest, like throwing cigars for, you know, random person who wins, you know, for, for donators. Um, and it's just, uh, just the, the generosity as a whole is, is unreal. No, I mean, yeah, you, I, I could, I second your thoughts. Uh, it's, it's, it's really crazy. Just a cigar world. I mean, uh, me and, you know, so me, me and Mike started the cigar group like six years ago or so. We met Tony, who the other admin, maybe three or four months afterwards, didn't know him previous. And we've been like, you know, pretty much, I probably chat with him probably twice a day for the past, you know, maybe five, six, six years or so. But the, this is a community of just people, man. It's just been great, man. I, like I say, I mean, I can't say it enough just to, Everyone I've pretty much met. I mean, I, obviously they're outliers. It's always gonna be one asshole. You know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I, I was gonna say earlier, like ninety nine point five percent. Yeah, yeah. If it's if the closest to a hundred is probably possible. Yeah. Um, but you know, I I, I think it's and it's like you know it's like politics aside, you know everything else aside, it's just 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 the the talk of just cigars, you know, and stuff, man. You know, I I like I say, I don't I don't know a circle that's the better circle. Yeah. You know, so, um, and we've met, a, you know, I've met a, a, a decent amount of people in Detroit, outside of Detroit, everywhere I've been, where I've been a cigar smoker, I've always been welcome. Yeah. Everywhere I've been, um, even when I was the only cigar smoker, I was in, uh, uh I went to, um, Ireland in May this past year. And I was just sitting outside, uh, just random bar and it wasn't, no one was outside smoking but me. And, uh, the guy comes up and he's just, he had a, he asked for a light cause he had a cigarette. He stayed out there for like 45 minutes, man. And it, oh, yeah. it was just so odd cause he had no cigar and nothing. <laughs> I never met the guy before, but gave him a light and we sat there and talked for like 45 minutes and stuff, you know? So even if people who don't smoke, I think it just invites decent people. It's crazy how it is, man. It, and it, it's, it either invites decent people or you get to, you get to uh, enjoy the looks of disgust as, as people walking by, uh, you know, oh, nasty fucking cigar smokers, you know. Man, it's crazy. To, I rarely get that, though. Yeah. I rarely get the, like, the, the disgust look, you know. Uh, 
I always get cool people. I just, I guess I lucked up. When I, I went to, uh, a couple of years ago, I went to uh, Cancun and I was at a resort and it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was, I shouldn't say uh, cigar friendly, but it was smoke friendly in certain zones and areas. And so I found this one area that was just close to the bar that I could, you know, without being <laughs> fur. And I was the only person smoking cigars for the whole week, it seemed. So everybody would come up and wave, you know, calling me the cigar guy because I was the only person smoking. But everybody was cool, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, it's, it's crazy. I really haven't met too many, you know, uh, shitty people when it comes to the to the hobby. So it's it's it's. I don't know. I I'm definitely one of the better things I've you know had the if I had to pick a vice you know this is one of the, <laughs> the oh yeah better ones that you for, know for I've, sure. I've had you know I can say the 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 cigar community is uh pretty damn cool man. So and that's dope that you know they've been able to participate in you know your charity because a lot of times charities become personal. Yeah. And so for them to be able to you know participate in something that you feel that you know pretty personal to you is pretty dope yeah and that's you know it, it it's crazy because like i i started it uh i had no idea what it was and i i grew my hair for like a year and a half for the first time ever in my life okay. uh, i've always hated my hair uh always kept it short and i i let it grow uh it was about a year and a half maybe longer um and I, I did, you know, the, the, the fro, I, I had some, uh, I, I was at the, the tattoo shop that I hung out at all the time back in the day. Uh, this random black girl that I went to high school with came in, her friend was getting a tattoo. She's like, you need some corn rolls. I was like, <laughs> I know I've been thinking about it. And, you know, I was like, I've, I've heard that a couple of times. I, I, don't, I don't know anybody who, who's going to do them. And she's like, I'm going to be here for a couple hours. You run down to Walgreens, get yourself a, a, a a comb, some rubber bands and some gel and I'll do it right here in the shop. <laughs> like, all right. That's and, awesome. And I'll, I'll tell you what, man, that shit is not fucking pleasurable. Like that, <laughs> oh, no. I had, I've had, uh, I, I, so I, used, I grew my hair out a few, if I ever find a picture, I'll post it for you, but I've grew my hair out a few times and, um, I never enjoyed the braid getting braids. It was the most painful shit ever. Yeah. I, I was, I was pretty surprised and all that work. Um, and half of them lasted about 12 hours because we had this big ass party that night and I ended up taking half of them out. So I had half, half like perm fro, half corn rolls. <laughs> and, uh, the, the other half lasted a couple of days before I took them out. Um, but uh, then again, at the same shop, there's a another dude that came in. Um, I had like a cheap, like plastic pick from Walgreens in my hair, and uh, he's like, "That ain't gonna, that ain't gonna fucking work." He's like, "Yeah, you know." So he goes out to his car, and brings back this uh, this long steel tooth black power pick, <laughs> and I was so fucking surprised. Like I, I picked out my hair. That seriously added like at least an extra half inch on my. Yeah, the throw. metal picks are the truth. That was yeah. that was what I rock with the metal picks, man. The, especially the long, they kind of flared out. Or yeah, whatever. Exa- that, that, yep. that's the one. That was and, the uh, ones, man. I, I went to hand it back to him. He's like, "No, nah, brother, you need that more than me." I was like, <laughs> "Sweet, thanks, dude." I had that thing for like two, two maybe three years before I lost it on a beach on a New Year's Eve party. <laughs> well, you figure alcohol involved. Oh yeah, New Year's Eve. Yeah. But um, I I got it's not the long it's not the long tooth flared out. 
But I had I had a, I had a few of those, man. I had a I I had a stint, man. I did it. I think I did it two or three times. Um, then I started getting like desk jobs and shit, so I had to cut my hair and stuff. But yeah, yeah, um, I loved it, dude. If I, I I mean now I just can't. My hair my hairline is so whack now. It I would look weird with Afro or <laughs> or braids. Mine, but my you know, mine's I, starting. Mine's starting. Yeah. Like I got I I could see it coming in when my hair is this long. I yeah. could see the ring kind of forming behind the front of my forehead. You yeah, know? man. You know, age <laughs> is hitting me, man. I, uh, I'm not sure how old you are. I'll be 40 this year. And uh, so my hairline hasn't been kind to me. So I need to go bald at some point. You know? uh, I'll, be, I'll be 40 in December. So. Oh, okay. 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 But, uh, yeah. So, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's about over now for that. So. so I think this is my, I think this is my third power pick that I've ever owned. And I never bought a single one. They've always been given to me by random black guys. <laughs> so like, it's like a rice of passage, <laughs> it, man. I, I love it. I love it. And that's, uh, you know, I've gotten a couple of funny looks before, but, uh, I, I think that I, I would, I would be confident enough to, to say, you know what? I, 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 I think that people would understand if, if I said, look, I didn't buy it. It was a random guy that gave it to me, you know, out of, out of you know just generosity whatnot it was love whatever. for the fro yeah exactly uh today leaving work um i had a the lady because every once in a while we're we're subject to like random searches when we're coming in and leaving the plant mm-hmm. um lady stopped me she's like oh i love your hair it's like oh thanks explain the saint baldrick's thing and all that she's like oh that's amazing you know but uh but yeah going back to how i got started with it like i just i finally decided to cut my hair and um uh, I forget who it was, but somebody mentioned St. Baldrick's. It's like, oh, what's that? They explained it to me. Um, I I did my first year, like, and after that, it's like I'm doing this every every year. Uh, you know, how's your just, lady feel about it? Oh, she she doesn't mind. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's I I asked her. It's like, you ready for me to get all this hair chopped off? And she's like, ah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I ask her every year, but um, tomorrow gets dyed purple, so. Um, that's what's up man yeah so it'll be purple for for a good two weeks before right okay yeah, well, okay so it's purple for two weeks and then you cut off right what yeah that, the 14th 15th that sunday yeah the 15th so that's yeah, pretty a good, dope a good two weeks of looking like a fool you know but that that gets people to ask questions and it generally ends up generating a few more bucks because you know they'll ask questions and oh hey that's awesome here you go you know so you're, you're, I take it your job really doesn't give a hell. No, no. My, my my last year I had it was three colors. I had uh, was like red, green, and blue. <laughs> and uh, my the the first day I came to work, my boss seen me. He just started cracking up laughing. He's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Explained it to him. He's like, "Oh, that's all." He you know ended up taking a selfie with me to to show his daughters. And um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's how I got started with it. And now here I am 10 years later, um, still doing it. So. That's a great cause, man. I definitely want to um, add something to your pot between uh, between now and uh, the next two weeks. So make sure you send me a link if you can. Oh, uh, we'll do. And I'll uh, definitely uh, put forward to that. Yeah, it's if, if, anybody, if anybody listening is interested in uh, donating. Um, I, well, actually, I posted on the Twitter, uh, the, on uh, the podcast uh, Twitter as well, so. Ah, sweet. Uh, appreciate that. But um, 
uh, my website, theherfcast.com. There's there's a link at the top of the page that uh it'll take you there. So um so yeah, Ristafari is gonna be a blast. Um let's see, last time I had you and Mike on, uh we kind of briefly talked about Detroit Cigar Club. Um but you said you, you started it six years ago and now you're you're over a thousand members, right? Yeah, we're I think we're probably about thirteen hundred members. Yeah, so, like so two thousand fourteen was a, a lively year for me. Um we started the podcast May that year. We started the cigar group June that year, and then I got married in October. So there's a lot of things that I remember about six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, like so that's that was uh so that was like June of two thousand uh fourteen. We uh kind of started just you know uh we were on a bunch of different random i uh facebook like cigar groups and stuff um like i think i don't know if you're familiar with um cigar club lounge no it's a huge uh facebook group we found and uh we were just trying to find groups to just find out more shit about cigars and we couldn't find any local groups so we started we was in that group for a long time i think i'm still a member i think i think i just got it muted or something but was in there for a while, just learning about cigars and just trying to find people. And I started wanting to find local people who were, you know, I could, you know, chat with and, you know, potentially hang out with and, you know, shit like that. And excuse me. Um, after a while, we weren't really finding too many local people. And so we were just, you know, I can't think of, I can't remember if it was me or Mike, but we was just like, you know, let's start, let's just start a local group. You know, it's like, okay, you know, and I, I have, I wasn't familiar with how easy it was to just make a Facebook group or whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, it's really no, no, no real. It's easier know. to make them than it is to fucking get rid of them. I, I've got, I've got one on there that I cannot figure out how to get rid of at all. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't, uh, I haven't had the Ritter group. I, I think I have a couple of Facebook groups and I haven't had, a, I had to have a, a Ritter group yet. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, we started, you know, thinking about it. We was like, you know, what about just, I mean, Detroit Cigar Club just was, came out so corny. We were just like, <laughs> oh, well, that has to be taken. You know what I'm saying? So we searched it and we didn't see anything. So we like, fuck it. And initially when we did it, uh, you know, you have the option of making stuff like private, public. And, yeah. and I was just like, eh, I got a lot of people that I don't really want to. I mean, not that I'm hiding that I'm smoking cigars, but, you know, uh that's just the, not the energy I wanted to give to those certain people. Like people went to my old church or, you know, yeah. my mom or something like, Oh, you're smoking too much. Like she don't need to see us. So yeah, me, it's funny. Me and Mike kind of went back and forth on making the, the, the page public or private and stuff. Uh, we finally just made it uh, private or close or whatever you want to, I think it was just private. And then, you know, it started growing, man. Like I say, Tony was one of the first guys that joined. And I think we made him like an admin soon after. And, you know, he came one of, you know, my coolest, coolest friends. And, you know, we've been growing ever since, man. It's been, I think, about 12, 1,300 members now. Granted, a lot of those aren't the fulliest of active members. Yeah. But, you know, you have a lot of lurkers and stuff. But, you know, I think it's been pretty cool, man. You know, we've done a ton of meetups, met a cool, cool bunch of people. You know, we, we really want – as much as the, the people to enjoy the hobby, but people to just learn about cigars, learn what wrappers, fillers, and binders are, learn mm. what Nicaraguan and different, you know, 
regions of cigars are. And it's cool to have fun and get together, but you know, just know more about it than just a party and shit. And and to teach people not to be fucking snobs either. You know, man, like, everybody. Everybody, everybody's going to like something that somebody else doesn't like, and somebody's going to be too high class to smoke something else. And man, you know, and that's, I, I've seen, uh, I, I think I seen somebody post in, in, uh, Detroit cigar club about what they were smoking and somebody said something. And then like right away, you're like, Hey, we don't, we don't need any of that here. Like, if you don't like it, just, just yep. keep scrolling. Wait. Well, that that no. was a that was a big thing, man. Because I kept seeing that was one of the so it was two part reason. Um, but we wanted to make us we started a group one because we just wanted some more local people. Um, and then the second reason was just all the bashing and shit, which is ridiculous. It's like you got these grown ass men and and women, you know, uh, mostly men, you know, yapping about what people smoke. You know, like Gurkhas, like the yeah. The, the, the common laughable topic when it comes to cigars. Oh, yeah. Sec- only, and only thing second to that is probably infused sticks. But we like, <laughs> we want to have a safe place where everybody can really smoke. You know what I mean? Whatever you like, that's what you like. I mean, I could never bash an infused stick because that's ultimately what got me into smoking more cigars. Exactly. It's not my, it's it gets, not my preference it gets, now. It gets a lot of people smoking cigars. I, yeah. mean, there, there's, there's, I mean, there's a reason Acid's the number one brand, you know? Yeah. Uh, just because I don't like them or don't like them anymore, I should say, um, you know, doesn't mean I, I I should bash anybody for smoking them. No, absolutely, you know? man. I, I like I said, I got into it with smoking a lot of acids, and I mean, I don't know if I would have got, I don't know if I ever would have got as to where I'm at now without smoking. Like I'm, it's like I feel, like, I feel like I'm doing an award ceremony. Like if it wasn't for acids, I wouldn't be here today. Uh, <laughs> but re- really, though, man, I mean, that was just the kind of my gateway of sticks. Actually, I take that back. The first infused stick I had was the Maker's Mark uh, yeah. infused one. And it, I used to have them at the casinos and stuff. And I used to, we used to hang out at the casino a lot and smoke there. Um, but yeah, so we was like, man, we don't want, we don't want none of that shit. You know, none of this bashing about, you know, what people smoke. You know, you don't, you're not smoking it, so it don't fucking make a difference. Now, granted, yeah, I've kind of moved on from, you know, uh, infused sticks. It's not really my my thing anymore. I did try uh, the Drew Estate uh, Fat Bottom Betty. Okay, how, granted, how was that? So I, I just not, I just got one in the mail. Uh, so it's not it's not acid sweet. Because I, I feel like it's, 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 it's a lot less than that. It's not acid sweet, like, full through. Um, but it's definitely infused. I got through it. I thought it was okay. But, you know, I, I felt like I had to do it to not – I can't really – I don't want to say I don't like something without actually trying it. Yeah. And Fat Bottom Betty is probably, the other than probably acids in, in recent time, one of the most popular infused cigars right now. That's I, I had to ask how it was because, like I said, I just got one in the mail. Uh, somebody sent me, and I, I've seen a lot lately people posting about them, or maybe not lately. I just know that I've seen it a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But, uh, and, you know, people saying good things about it and people that don't normally smoke infused cigars, and uh, I, I – I had to look it up. I had to look it up and see, is this, is this infused or is it not infused? You know, it's infused. It's just yeah. less, uh, yeah. more, more, of a, more of a subtle. Yeah. It's more subtle. It's not like in your face. Like I say, like of a acid. Um, I remember having an acid after I hadn't had one in a while and it was just way too sweet. I just couldn't do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have your thing, you grow, you grow in to grow out. Like I can't, 
I remember being able to smoke uh, the Camacho Triple Maduro. Oh, yeah. I remember being able to smoke that, and it would just, you know, knock me off my feet. It was just so strong. And the last time I had it, you know, it was mild to me. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like certain things you kind of grow in and out of and stuff. I don't really care for strong sticks like the Triple Maduro. I mean, I like a good full body stick. But, you know, you have all your preferences and stuff, man. So. Oh, yeah. But um, speaking of, uh, I guess we should we should mention what are we smoking now? Okay. Um, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I'm smoking. I don't remember. I had three uh, uh, party guests, PDS4s. Uh, well, I always mixed up the PD, PDS. Party guest Series D, number four. Yeah. Um, I uh, I had three left, and I think I had two that were 18s, and I had one that was like a 17. But I don't, man. This first off, the this is the first Cuban I've ever had when I first started smoking. The first one I had was a 2012, and it was like the best fucking thing ever. Yeah. Um, and so that's been raining as my uh, favorite uh, Cuban. I've had a lot of different ones. I've I've not had like the super expensive like the Heckies and shit like that, but. I've had a lot of different ones, and uh, the Series D number four is probably my favorite one. Let's see. Um, I I got a box of them a couple of years ago. It was, a, it was a box from 17. Okay. And uh, it was actually a, a box of that and a box of Bolivars, uh, Bolivar, whatever. Um, but uh, me and a buddy of mine split both boxes, you know, both boxes of 10, you okay. know, five apiece each. And uh, – and I'll tell you what, I was pretty disappointed in the D four. Um, they they were all they were all real tight. Um, so the thing with and I don't know, I don't know if you smoke a lot of Cubans or not, but you have some that first off I feel they're all I have to use a draw tool whenever I smoke a Cuban, no matter what, because I feel like there's the potential of it being tight. Yeah. So I always like anyone I do, I always bring out my draw tool. Because I, I haven't really of, had that many problems with them. I, I, I like I, it may not even be a problem. I just bring it out just yeah, yeah, just to make sure, you know, because that could really fuck up a stick, man. I had a cool uh, boulevard someone gave me uh, and I cut it. I remember sending the picture to Mike. I, I clipped it. And it was so tight. There was no air in between. No. And it took me forever to, you know, poke that fucker out. Now, um, I, I, I've mentioned it before, but, like, when, when I run into something that bad and I, and I still want to smoke the stick, um, I, I break out my drill and just use a real small uh, drill bit and actually drill in. And that, <laughs> that does the trick when the draw tool won't. When the draw tool won't. Yeah, I so I, I just do it every every time, man. Um, I have a uh, so I, I end up finding a box of uh, October 2014's uh, Romeo Juliet. That's that's the month and year I got married, and so I smoke one every year. Nice. I didn't find it until like three years ago, though. Um, yeah. So those depending those can be pretty tight, and I usually but um, that was one of my coolest finds. I wanted one for like for my you know the the date. I mean, obviously, they don't do the days actually of the month, but I was able to get the year and the month. So I got like twenty three left, 
So yeah. every year. So it'd be cool when I get like to the tenth year and twelfth oh, yeah. year. Hopefully I'm still married. Um and then, you know, keep the <laughs> Yeah. Uh and so but uh that's my uh that's what I'm smoking now. Like I say, I haven't had too much too many bad experience with these. I have had so for um from I guess you have some cigars that have what they call a sick period where they're in between like uh I don't know. I've heard it with Cubans. I never really heard it with any other stick, but it's like this weird time where they taste weird. Yeah. And I've had some, uh, some series D fours where they had a weird tasting period. So I just stopped smoking them and yeah. I waited like six months or something. And you know, it was pretty, pretty cool. Like the, the, the cool thing about the D four that, that I experienced was, um, I had, uh, a buddy, Michael Burnham, uh, got from the, from the Minnesota Herf connection. He came down from Milwaukee uh, to, to come to the show. He had, he had a stogie journal.com, but, uh, and he, that's what he chose to smoke that night was uh, the Pargus series D four. And like, we were talking about it. He's like, Oh, you know, well here, I, I, I got another one. And he gave me that and I didn't smoke it right then, but uh, a few days later I smoked it and that one was perfectly fine. You know, it, it was, you know, it's, like, it's like really, you're saying, it's, it's, it's weird a good how smoke. it happens. Sometimes, you know, uh, you have them when they really packed that you really need to draw to. Sometimes you're not. Like, I actually, I got through maybe maybe a quarter inch. And I was like, let me pull out the C. And I kind of took a draw. And it was actually pretty pretty solid. So I was like, cool. I'll, you know, I, oh, that's the box. Yeah. I'm actually using um, a box, the empty box, to prop up my, uh, my camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got my, so my birthday is uh, next month on the 24th. And. We're doing like a uh, um, a Havana Nights theme for my birthday, yeah. so my I've been saving all my my empty cigar boxes because we're gonna place them around the whole um, uh, place that we're having it at. So I'm a, I'm a member of this social club, and we can have we can smoke in there and stuff like that. So my theme is to be able to give. I'm, I'm think, I think I'm gonna get 50 Cubans, be able to give away to everybody. We're gonna do like uh, Havana Seven, like themed drinks and stuff. So, looking forward to it, man. But yeah, that's why I'm keeping all my old boxes. So part of that is holding up my camera right now. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's trust me, dude. I've definitely gotten creative with equipment in the past. That, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, that's uh, uh, I got the box behind me for that, and then actually the box of Boulevards that I was talking about. That's that's up there. But yeah, I see, I see, I see. You had a Quesada box up there. That that one's signed by Miguel. Really? That's yeah. dope. Okay. Uh, from from 2012. Oh shit! That's wild. That's crazy. But yeah, I just uh, I just switched out my JSK box. I don't know. If, oh okay. Which uh, box is that? That's the. It was the State Line exclusive. So it's uh, blue instead of that instead of maroon. Mm-hmm. It's blue. So I just switched that out. Um. But uh, tonight. Tonight I'm smoking a uh, one of the I, I think it was Fine Ash, but the uh, Neanderthal Lancero. Is that this year's release? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. How you like it? Have you did you ever had a previous release of the uh, Lancero? Uh, no, not that I not that I could think of. Okay. No. Stogies did. I, well, the last I, well, release. yeah, I, I had I had H Town. H Town. That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I, I've had I've had H Town by by Stogies. Um. Uh. Yeah. That's. I've had that. That was that was really really good. Uh, that that's why like I was on a buying freeze and these Lanceros came up. It's like fuck. <laughs> but I could say 
I'm still on that freeze. That's still the only box that I've bought in about okay. two in about two months, I think, which is which is uh, really good for me uh, for for the recent for the last like year and a half. I've been spending way too much money on cigars, man. Bruh, I. That's so, the thing with the hobby, man. It's like I go on these times. I know I need to stop buying and shit, and then some good sale that come up or something yep. pops up and I just be like, fuck. The, like I just the, the bought lines. I just bought a, a box of uh, LFDs. Uh, me and Tony is split. And uh, man, I cracked the box. I'm actually, that'll be my second cigar. Cracked the box on those. And I was just like, Oh my God. I think they've been sitting for a few years too. So yeah, I was just like, fuck dude. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, this is the most expensive hobby I've probably ever had. Yeah. Well, I mean, definitely, de- definitely overall, for sure. Um, I, I don't even want to think about how much money I've spent in the past, like, 10 years on cigars. You know, I don't want to. As uh, I was, even even know, even the past three. The past three is going to fucking be, be the worst the past, of them it's all. Probably, the past three is probably my, my worst just because I wasn't – I just got back working. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to catch up for lost time. So I'm just buying fucking everything. And, well, that's you know. that's how I was when I started at the mill. <laughs> I, I started at the mill and it's like, well, fuck. You know, it's like go from go from not being able to have all the nice things to mm-hmm. being able to have at least some of the nice things. Right, and, right. You know, that, that pendulum swung this way. And, yeah. you know, now now I got it. Now I got that pendulum, you know, centered in the middle. And uh, we'll we'll rest for a while. See if I end up having another kid or not. You know. So. Yeah, I uh, I it's it's like you know when I was off work, I was off work for about three almost four years, and I was going back to school and stuff. And I was really trying to find those middle of the road five to seven dollar sticks, just because I couldn't really afford to just be smoking crazy shit. So started exploring a lot of cigars, and you know that's how I ended up finding out, you know, running up upon uh, AJ Fernandez. Yeah. And they make awesome budget sticks. Yeah. You know, New World and the San Lotano and, you know, uh, uh, fuck, Illusion, Rothschilds. Uh, the Rothschilds you know. the Rothschilds are so fucking good for, for that, that tied me over smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, they're quick enough to where you're not committing a lot of time to it. Um, and, and they're really fucking good. They're good. They just yeah, for, it's not even like a good cheap stick. It's just a good stick. You yeah, know exactly. Exactly. And but. so I, I ran into those and you know, we found a bunch of I was me and Tony used to hang out a lot when I was off work and I would be we'd be out looking for like what's decent, you know. And that's when I think I ended up running up on um I think the one on room one on one, the payback. Cause they had a yeah, they had a Maduro and uh I think uh Connecticut or something. I know Duro is pretty good. And that's how I started finding out about Room One Room One Hundred One, and then that's when I started smoking those uh, the Chief Cool Arrow, which they discontinued. Yeah, fucking pissed the fuck off, dude. That those, was a those, great fucking. Story. I was pretty surprised at how good those were. Um, I actually, I actually just smoked one a couple of weeks ago. I think I posted a picture of it in the Discord, uh, but it was it was one of the the black paper wrapped. And, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was, it was actually perfect because like I was taking a picture of the cigar while I was watching boondocks and, uh, granddad and Riley were looking like looking at the camera, so to speak okay. with these grins on their faces. 
And it was like granddad's grin was almost identical to chief cool arrows grin. <laughs> so That's awesome. it was fucking not, not planned at all. Just turned out that way. And uh, I, I fucking loved it. But that's that's pretty dope. Uh, and isn't uh, Room One Hundred One does the Cloud Hoppers too, don't they, or no? No, that's uh, Warped. Oh, that's Warped. And that's actually uh, his brother. Uh, oh, I forget. I think the guy's name is Kyle. Kyle, Kyle Guinness. Yeah, I believe it's his brother who does the uh, um, the Cloud Hopper. That that's another just quality. Cloud Hopper is one of the quality cheaper sticks man that i've ever had yeah um i used to find them on small batch all the time i never found no one no one had them local here but small batch i started buying them from there and uh started finding like man this is a great fucking stick and the price point is fucking awesome at some point i said i still want to buy a 50 cab of them but i haven't yet but i mean that's just an awesome fucking stick man that's um um as far as local goes uh i'm gonna turn the tides a little bit here uh, yep. do you, do you make it to, uh, uh, Secreto very often or no? Um, not as much as I, uh, um, well, I guess would like to, uh, I like Secreto. Um, it's cool. Um, it's just, um, uh, sometimes I'm just not in that area of town and stuff like that. So I don't make it there as often, but, uh, I will say, uh, Secreto probably has the best variety of boutique, boutique cigars, probably in all of Metro Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's that that's that's almost like it's almost like I guess uh like per like per square foot, like that that's how uh tobacco land is. Okay. Like, cause they it's it's a lot of boutique stuff. Um, and it's not even a big humidor either. No, no, it's it's it's, it's not. It's not oh, a big humidor. Oh, there theirs isn't either? No, they they don't have a big humidor at all. They have a big facility. Because they have a full bar, they got awesome, awesome um, liquor menu and stuff like that. But the humidor isn't huge, but it's just packed with like really cool shit. They, yeah, every anything that you can figure out that's online, you could probably find it there. I mean, they really have, like I say, probably the best boutique selection. Um, you can find damn near all the Roma, Roma stuff there. Uh, you can find a lot of the Caldwell stuff, all the weird ones like, uh, 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 what is it? The uh, cream soda, the you know all oh, the like different, that, yeah. Um, all those. Uh, I think the the nightstand or I forget the fuck that cigar called. But yeah, all those all those weird Caldwell ones, some weird off names and stuff. They always they have a really really good selection. Like all of the like the Roma off stuff, like the um, Paustani, uh Yeah, the Guerrero. Is it Gomero? Guerrero? Yeah. Yeah. It's, hey, <laughs> I, I pronounce everything wrong. It's all right. Yeah. So, uh, all of, uh, they got all the Dunbarton soccer sticks. Um, uh, actually, they had, we went to, uh, uh, like a Steve Saka meetup there or something. Yeah. Uh, late last year. And that was, uh, pretty cool. He stayed there to fucking, I think I found that he ended up staying there. They was there to like three, four, five in the morning. Oh geez. Just talking shit. Like I got there at like six and I had something pri- pri- prior to do, excuse me. And I ended up leaving there around eleven. Um, because I had to go to work the next day. And uh but yeah, he stayed there. So we got this nice little like a cigar pack of like most of the sticks and he gave like some uh um uh, I think some special edition ones and some other stuff. Uh I see you uh drinking some of Michigan's finest, man. I, I am, man, except 
uh, I don't know if it's uh, Michigan's finest or not because I haven't tried that that elusive. Uh, was it that 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 double two hearted? Uh, so the double two hearted was hard to find when it came out, and it was only out for like maybe, like I only known it being out for like two three weeks. Yeah. After that, you couldn't even fucking find it. But uh, that there, Bell's is one of the best uh, one of the best uh, uh, breweries here in Michigan. Oh, uh, I, I could. I mean, I I'm not as well versed as you are, obviously, but uh, out everything that I've tried from Michigan uh, and even overall uh, two hearted is uh, definitely a, a never fail go to as I'm far, as, far as IPAs now. go. I'm drinking the bells now. Um, so it's really, it's from uh, one of our liquor stores and I got, it's a small, uh, I guess you could call it a growler, but it's really not. <laughs> it's like the small growler. Yeah. And you see the tape on it. Cause I just got the name of what the beer is. Yeah. So just, it's called Leaves of Grass Series Two. Fucking awesome. Yeah, dude, I, I I would definitely like to make it up to that brewery someday. I think um, they're what Kalamazooish. I think. Yeah, uh, I think so. It, it's definitely not out of reach for for a day trip for me, uh, as yeah, long as I got yeah. somebody to drive back. But you know. yeah, I think it's what hour and a half, <laughs> almost about hour forty five for uh for us from Detroit. So I mean, it'd probably be about two and a half for me. That's I I can't remember. I I used to have to go to Kalamazoo a lot with one of my oh, really? other jobs. Okay. Um but that was that was before I was uh legally able to drink, so <laughs> Yeah, uh, Bells is definitely one of the better uh better breweries here. Um shit, you have Bells, you have New Holland. Um New Holland makes the uh Rasputin. Oh no, that's that's north that's north something never mind i'm trying to think i i know i've had a couple from new holland but i can't think of what well the uh drag is milk is the most common new holland beer oh yeah 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 um and then you have uh founders um i haven't really been fucking with founders lately though um you know their their all day ipa is is a good one in the summer uh just because you could you could have more than more than a six pack and not die. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, what else, man? They got a. I think it was like the Azteca. I think it was called. Yeah. How'd uh, you like that? I I I don't remember like exactly, but I I remember picking it up, and it's like, all right, yeah, I'd, I'll buy this again, and then I never did. So uh, it, it's not always available out here. I guess I didn't think uh, the Azteca was really good at all. I bought it. They had it on sale at my, uh, the, one of the liquor stores I go to like they had a six pack for like four bucks. And I yeah. was like, eh, I'll try this a six pack for four bucks. Cause beer is expensive now. Yeah. You know, if you go into like the, the, the higher ABVs and shit, they get pretty, pretty pricey. Um, but I didn't, I didn't, I think I still got three or four in my refrigerator. Hell, I'll bring them to you when I come fucking down. <laughs> uh, even like, even not necessarily for me, just uh, bring them with. And, you know, if anybody wants to try them or whatever, I mean, like I said, we, we do have them around here, but uh, I, I guarantee there's going to be some, uh, some, all, all kinds of stuff getting exchanging hands as far as uh, beer and booze goes. Uh, yeah, beer, that's, booze, that's cigars. Up, I'm really looking forward to that, man. I didn't really start off my, my uh, cigar related trips this year because uh, I want to go to um, um, the the Colorado Cigar Fest. 
Yeah. That's in Denver. Uh, what, Rocky Mountain Cigar Rocky Fest. Mountain Cigar yeah. Fest. So I want to go to that just because it's different. Um, I've never been to Colorado. Yeah. So I'm like, I killed two birds with one stone. So uh, get a chance to travel for some cigars, you know, warm, warm climate, you know, shit like that. So I'm planning on going there. Uh, so that's the end of August, I believe. Yeah. And then um, my buddy Tony uh, in the podcast, he works at, uh, 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 what was it, Monte Crisco, the JR, uh, oh, JR Cigars? Cas- yeah. Casa okay, de yeah. Monte Crisco. Yeah. Crisco, whatever. They're, uh, they're, they have a story out um, just outside of Detroit here. So he's going to, I guess, formerly IPCPR. Yeah. Whatever its name. I, I think it's PCA. PCA. PTA or some shit. Yeah. So he's doing that in in July, and I'm just going just to just to go and potentially, hopefully, uh, go to Roma Crafts party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all. I just want. I'm just gonna go off for the weekend and hope I can get a pass to go to yeah, Roma no Crafts party. Get, get that. Get that hotel key. That's that's literally all. That's the only reason I want to go down there. Yeah. Is to go to that's... Roma Craft party. Roma Craft has the dopest party every year there. They give out this crazy little key that you only can, you know, you get yeah. from them and shit. And they have a live DJ. And every every year the party gets busted and shut down. Yeah, every year. So I'm like, that's like how, the craziest shit. Like, does, I haven't been to a, a shutdown party. How, do, how does a party get shut down in Vegas? Come on. Man, like, Vegas, <laughs> everything should be able to happen in Vegas. There should be yeah. nothing that's just not happening in Vegas. So I'm only going. And it got it. You have to have a good reason to go to fucking Vegas in July because it's probably a hundred and something degrees. And there, there was, there was a, there was a rumor that Skip was going to be coming to uh, Ristafari, but I think he's he's heading back to Nicaragua uh, next week. I think is. Uh, uh, yeah, he, I saw he had uh, actually clicked uh, attending, but I mean, I know he's not. He's more in Esteli versus you know the U.S. Yeah. So um, that would have been cool to say because I've never met Skip. I've met Mike um once he was here in michigan a few years ago and um he was actually supposed to come back last year because they did some um they did something at uh secreto um because uh danny was here yeah um danny and they had a, that's another sales server i can't think of his fucking name cool as ever uh fuck. is that sean anyway, no it's not sean uh maybe sean I know. Well, I think Sean takes care of the merch. At least uh, Sean is the black guy, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't him. Okay. Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, but coolest guy ever. I think what happens. Uh, I think uh, Mike had a. I think it, I had a parent pass or something. He had a deaf in his family, I guess. Yeah. And so he didn't come, and the other rep came, and then that was like a Friday, and then Danny was coming up to uh, Secreto on Saturday. And so I ended up going up there for a little while and caught up with them, with, uh, met Danny and uh, a bunch of other people. Um, so Danny's pretty cool. But yeah, Mike was pretty dope. I met him a few years ago. He had came up here. Um, so yeah, the Romacraft, I, when I came into Romacraft cigars, I was really impressed with just the whole line. Like I had never been fully impressed with like a whole line of cigars. Well, that, like, like that, I was that, with Romacraft. That, that played a role in my choice for tonight. Um, because when when we initially talked, uh, me, you, and Mike, um, you know, there there was a lot of Roma Craft discussion going on. Oh yeah, for sure. And for uh, sure. and it's like you know I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna grab one of these Lanceros. You know, I um, almost grabbed a. Uh, I have the um, what do you call it? 
I think my uh, Igor Rare is getting to me now. I'm starting to forget <laughs> shit. Um, Whiskey Rebellion, Lance Arrow. Yeah? How's that? Wanna, did you, have you had it before? No, no. So they did a quick sale. Remind me, I'll bring you one. Um, they had some on, they, they did some weird sale with Cigar Dojo. They did a release with them. Yeah. And yeah. So okay. Yeah. I, I remember the, the, I guess, uh, press on that. Yeah. I, I remember so, seeing the, the post floating around. Yeah. So I'll make sure I bring you one, man. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking good. Awesome. I didn't know. I, I feel like every cigar is going to be good in a Lancero. Um, and it definitely didn't disappoint. So I'll, uh, definitely add that to the, to the pack when i come down man so you gotta if, i feel like you gotta try every fucking romer that that you could possibly try that yeah so. but i i would i i almost grabbed a mandible um but it's like i'm gonna i'm gonna hold on to that a little bit longer but yeah i i had to go with something roma um i was but i was like I seen one of the guys in our group post a box of PSD4s, and I was like, you know what? I got a few of these. <laughs> so I'm like, it just sparked my memories. So I'm like, cool. I wanted to have one of these. And then I was like, cool, I want to have one of those. Out of these, I just got. But I knew that I wanted to have a, the, the Cuban one first because it was a lot lighter. If I would have had the LFD first, I probably wouldn't even be able to taste the damn uh, yeah. PDS4 because I know it's on the heavier side. I, so. I definitely enjoy some LFD cigars. Um, What's your favorite out of LFDs? Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, uh, be spoiled here and, um, uh, and not, I guess not necessarily LFD, but, uh, Lito Gomez, um, okay. the, uh, Lito Gomez small batch number one from 2006. Ooh, look at you. Shit. Yeah. See, I told you I was going to be fancy. Um, <laughs> uh, I actually got a few of those left. Um, uh, I, I picked up six of them from a buddy of mine uh on cigar geeks okay. um one of the guys there there's a group of us that meet up every year and um uh my buddy bruce he he posted them on cigar geeks and i was like i i gotta get them you know <laughs> and uh i i got the six of them and uh see I've, I've actually i've actually passed two of them out like for for uh, prizes and and whatnot, uh, gambling on the Super Bowl, I guess, um, premium Super Bowl squares. I I put one in for that, but um, that's that that's a damn good smoke. But uh, other than that, um, the 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 double and triple Lajeros, like those those are never going to disappoint. Um, and for a nightcap, uh, the the Lenox for a nightcap is is almost perfect you know i didn't like the knocks the first time i had it but i don't know what it was with it but after that but i had a few um and i just totally fucking enjoyed it yeah Um, great fucking stick well that's i i like the i I think they're corona sized um but yeah the the little ones they're 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 so perfect for the end of the night you know that 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 cigar that you know guys it's about time to head home uh, uh, all right, fuck it. I'll have one more. And, you know, it's got, it's got enough flavor and uh, strength to it to where at the end of the night, you're, you're still going to taste it. It's going to be enjoyable. Um, right, right, right. You know, it's just, it's just perfect for that. What did you, uh, what did you think of the, uh, the bull? I haven't had one yet. So the bull is a, is a, what one, I don't think it's the best stick that LFD has to offer. 
I think it's a cool stick, but one, it's a really big ring gauge. It's a long smoke. It's a big fucking stick. And at one, I just, I mean, I mean, we, we all, for, for people who are, you know, at least knowledgeable like ourselves, you know, we know how things go with cigar finish, uh, aficionado as far as the rankings and oh, what yeah. becomes number one stick and shit like that, you know? So it's no, it's no, uh, you know, surprise on how that shit is done. Um, but for that, I just hate that limited edition sticks become number one. Yeah. Because but, you can't fucking find a stick, dude. Well, I guess as far as that goes, if it's if it's the best stick of the year and it happens to be limited edition, it's still the best stick of the year, whether you can find it or not. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and that's a good point. I just feel like they should just, it should be, I, I, I don't know why I just feel like it should be regular, regular production sticks. It's just like a number one stick, cool. We all want to get a chance to fucking smoke. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm just, I'm just more of a, speaking of a more of a super consumer, um, but I've had a few of them. If I if I could somehow come across uh, one next two weeks, I'd definitely try to grab them for you. You're gonna um, fucking spoil me, man. I don't have a collection <laughs> like that. Oh, don't worry, bro. That's the beauty of cigars, cigars and 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 the cigar world, man. You know, sometimes I've I've been gifted shit, man. I I was at a meetup last summer, man, and I end up one of the guys came and he had a bunch of Cubans and shit. He was just giving everybody. End up having a fucking 2004 fucking PSD4 and shit, dude. Like, no. what the fuck? I, I, and like, I was like, I can't give you nothing. There's nothing I have that's going to compete with this. And he yeah, was just like, I don't there, give a fuck. You know? there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, like humbling situations that go on. You know, it's like, man, I, I, I don't deserve this. And oh, know, absolutely. It, it's just, man. <laughs> absolutely, man. So yeah, I, uh, but yeah. But yeah, I was just curious, man. If you, if I, like I said, if I could somehow run into one, I'll definitely find one. But yeah, it was. It's just a good. It's a good stick. It's just a big stick. You need a. a you need a good long time for that stick. Yeah, that's, I, I've heard two plus other, hours. And so many other sticks. I mean, especially LFDs. I mean, a double a hero LFD for me is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could, you know, smoke on one of those. It'd be great. I don't need. I don't need two. A lot of. I mean, we're adults. We don't generally have two hours of smoke time a lot yeah you know what i mean un, un, so, unless it's a designated day for that right and how many days you get designated to smoking i don't I, I would love to have more but yeah. i don't and and i'll tell you what like on those on those designated days for smoking like like when uh you know like ristafari or yeah uh, See, that's when, a designated day yeah but even on those days it's like all right you got to kind of plan that out because you know your palate's gonna be fucked after the first uh, after the first couple of cigars. You yeah, know? you you could fuck around and smoke five six cigars that day, and and what I don't I don't like smoking cigars that I really need well, like events like that. I don't like smoking cigars I really need I want to pay attention to. Yeah, because it's gonna be a lot of talking, a lot of bullshit. You know, just all the you know the hanging and shit you do, and a lot of times you're kind of just smoking just because smoking yeah exactly <laughs> you know what i mean and i don't really want to smoke nothing i know i really want to you know, like want to try to catch some notes and stuff from yeah. you know kind of figure out you know it's cool even new sticks is cool i don't want to have to pay attention to a lot of stuff yeah. when i'm at stuff like that i was gonna be able to smoke and hang and talk shit and now i have to be wondering like did i get wood notes off of this you know how yeah <laughs> i just want to enjoy a, a decent cigar one of my go-tos and be able to you know kick it talk shit and drinking smoke and you know that stuff so how 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 is your palate uh how how wide of a range do you have 
Um, like, do do you get crazy like unicorn palette style or? Uh, I don't really have a lot of unicorn sticks in my in my. Oh no, I I mean I mean like uh, like fruit stripe gum and. Oh no 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 no. Like, okay, I'm sorry, I misunderstood. <laughs> um, no, I'm I I could get as basic as strong and not strong, but I usually can can pick out subtle sweetness on the retro. Um. I could get like the earthy taste. Yeah. But I don't get a lot more than that. Sometimes I the sweetness I can relate it to maybe like a molasses type taste. Depending like uh the Cuban San Cristobal. I feel like that has a sweetness to it. Um and it's not like infused sweet, but it's just a like a natural tobacco sweet. A natural to a natural sweetness or whatever. Yeah um but i don't really you know i got a, a buddy and i tease him well we tease him because he he talks uh he, i remember he described the cigars uh that the t- he said the inside of an igloo and i was just like <laughs> dude what the fuck dog like i can't what, get that one what, what i don't know that? what the inside that, of an igloo tastes like is that know? like hickory smoked ice or yeah, what yeah like, i don't i don't know man i'm like i don't know what the fuck that is you know so i don't get you know i used to listen to uh what's the podcast the ash holes Okay. And they uh they were uh I think they used to record I think they were affiliated with Two Guys Cigars. Are you familiar with the shop Two Guys Cigars? No. Um there's a shop, I think they're in like New Hampshire or something like that. And and so there's the guys on there and they would have like, all these weird ass descriptions and stuff, you know, like uh roasted pecans and you know yeah. uh, and I just and I'm not saying they're lying. I just don't get a lot of those extra, like, well, tastes that's, and stuff. That's like hearing uh, – I, I tried listening to the Cigar Authority for a few episodes. I couldn't do it, the, No, neither could I. <laughs> I. Like I said, for a few episodes. Like, I, I gave it the good old college try. But uh, that's that's where I got the, the fruit stripe gum, the, uh, stripe gum. the uh, Tahitian vanilla, not Madagascar vanilla, but Tahitian vanilla. And you know other like, random fuck on, dude. Uh, other random shit in between the Zycar and fucking whatever advertisements they're throwing in there. Um, I, you know what's funny? I think one of the I think the last things that really turned me off about Cigar Authority, and I and it shouldn't be that way because I should be just listening just for entertainment and learning cigars and stuff. But they always have some weird ass like like right-wing ass comments randomly throughout the podcast yeah and i'll just be like eh, i don't know if i really want to waste my time listening to people that i don't even like really agree and not that i have to agree with somebody politically but it was just i would hear these random shits i just be like i probably wouldn't fuck with these people in real life so i just stopped listening. yeah <laughs> which which that like man i i just don't like i i stay away from it on my show I, I, I rarely talk politics unless you want to consider race relations politics. Um, no, nah, and I figured out, I think those are two separate entities. So yeah, I, so, I wouldn't, so do I wouldn't I, but, put them together, but yeah. so, so, so do I, I, but I, I've, I've had people tell me like, Oh, you don't do politics, but you're going to talk, talk race relations. Come on. You know, I don't, like, I don't get how you can, you know, because I don't, I don't get, I don't see, if you, I don't think you can really marry the two. I mean, if you talk race relations, you're obviously talking about, you know, injustice on some part of some minority and things of like that. And I don't know how the, I mean, there are politics involved with it, but you know, I don't, I feel like you can fully talk about race related things and not bring, you know, pure politics into it. Yeah. But 
that's kind of how I'm sorry, I mean, to cut you off. That was kind of my when I was telling you, I rehabbing fuck with founders, and it was pretty much because of their they had an incident. You know, uh, I'm not, I don't know how familiar you, you for our, I, I, I remember seeing the story. It was, uh, it was a brewer or something that uh made some some off color comments, correct? So there was a manager, um, at the Detroit location, they just got a Detroit uh, founder of Detroit location probably about three, four years ago. And there was a manager there, um, black guy. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, and he had filed a lawsuit against them saying about, you know, them uh, saying race related BS or prejudice comments and stuff like that. And so a higher up manager, uh, he was on, um, he was in court and they, they leaked the deposition and the guy's name is Dominic Ryan. I remember his name, but I don't remember the black guy, whatever. <laughs> but uh, I remember his name because I never want to forget a person that I feel like was just fuck-ass racist. But yeah, um, he had uh, pretty much I, – I had to send it to you. I had to find it, man. But basically, he was being cross-examined by the uh, other guy's lawyer, and he basically was saying he doesn't know how to identify a black person. That's – yeah. I remember now. So he was saying stupid shit like, I don't yeah. know if he was black, uh, all the stupid shit, like just being just straight dumb. Like, yeah, like you, we, we see each other on video. Yeah. There's no reason for you to not <laughs> see that I'm a black man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You may not know my cr- uh, correct origin of what fucking country I'm from or yeah. something or whatever, but you know for a fact that I'm a black man. So the fact that you could look at me and then tell me, that's just like you looking at me and saying, oh, this. I don't care. I don't know what you are. I don't know if you're black. I'm like, God damn it. Look at me. You yeah. see I'm fucking black guy. You know what I mean? So I just like to be that fucking anal and just asshole. I was just like, so I stopped fucking with founders beer for a while. Um, and I told myself that I wasn't going to drink that beer until he was no longer in Detroit. Um, and so I think he's still with founders, but he's not at the Detroit location anymore. Yeah. So I still haven't broke my boycott of Founders Beer, but um, I'm just glad he's not in the city anymore. So yeah, yeah, understandably <laughs> but, so. But you know, you know, I just you know, I I don't want to patronize a place that looks at me crazy, um, and don't want to potentially serve me or think that I'm lesser than what I am, and you know, because of my color, like that's just fuck shit. And I don't want to support a place that supports employees who think that way. Yeah, you know, so I'm just like, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna spend my money at a place that you know, don't want to acknowledge that I'm that I'm black. Like, oh, you know, you ever you always hear hear the comment of people saying, you know, they don't see color, you know, they just whatever. That's the wackest shit ever. Now, now, I I was I was gonna bring that up, but that's uh, you know, I I used to say that uh, I, I, before I realized, like. Like, I, I think I've seen a comment like, what do you mean you don't see color? You can't tell a fucking red light from a green light? You know? It's like, it's like, like I yeah, get the sentiment. True. I get the sentiment of it because they want to be that we all are equal and we all, yeah. you, you don't, you're not treating me different than another person. Like, I get the sentiment of it, but I think the thing is, I don't want nobody to not recognize that I'm black. Acknowledge yeah. that I'm black. Recognize who I am and that, and treat me, you know, fair because of that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not going to not see that you're not a white guy. I'm not going to see yeah. someone that's not a black guy, but I'm going to respect you because you're a person. Yeah, treat, you, but treat me, I'm not treat saying that fair. you're not. 
you're not white, you know, yeah. I know what you are, but just know who I am, acknowledge who I am, and we're good, you know, just so, you know, I'm, and I'm colorblind to, to races, racism, and all this stuff, just like, you know, I think it's, a, and, and I think for you, and it, I would imagine for yourself, it's, it's, a, it's a learning experience. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, so. I mean, I, shit, dude, uh, I mean, shit, you, you, go, you go from high school till now, like, I mean, there, there, there's all kinds of shit that, that, that we could talk about. And I could look back and say, wow, I was pretty fucking ignorant, you know? Um, but I, I respect, I respect people who can acknowledge and not even said you, even you, but you know, I just, I respect people who acknowledge that, you know, some of the thoughts and things that they probably had in the past were fucked up and yeah. can say, you know, I'm at a point now where I understand certain things now. And, you know, I think differently because, you know, you've grown and people have grown and stuff like that. So I, I totally respect people for acknowledging, you know, Hey, I didn't really think this, I didn't think this right. Think this, think this through before, you yeah. know what I'm saying? But you know, everybody gets to, I, I believe everybody should have an uh, opportunity to, to be able to have a good learning experience and to, you know, learn from the, you know, I mean, hell, I've, I've, I've probably had some off color comments about, non-black people <laughs> you know i grew up you know i grew up predominantly you know, black schools i grew up predominantly black neighborhoods you know um i never had a a hatred for i don't think i had a hatred for certain certain demographic of people so i got older like you know like and it would and it would really come from just you know like i can't say that i i i like old racist white men you know what i mean <laughs> like i can't say that i'm a fan of donald sterling or you know yeah, saying or, yeah. but you know i know I'm, i it's silly to for me to say that some some silly shit like all white white men and women are racist or some yeah, stupid exactly. shit like that you know so but anyway i i, I and so and, and just to end i just i've had a bunch of different race relation race related podcast topics with you know with delvin you know yourself uh the her uh the drunk uh fuck with the drunken idiots uh bearded idiots bearded idiots drunken yeah. idiots probably the same thing yeah We're all i mean just they're, they're, they're not gonna get mad at that no no drunk <laughs> idiots bearded idiots you know and they've been enlightening as fuck so you know i've been happy to have those Dude, conversations I, I i have to say like i i absolutely do love listening like the the episode with Dalvin like I'm I'm pissed that I wasn't able to be in on that episode uh but I I was so happy to hear like the the initial and then the follow-ups where you guys each you know speak your own sides and yeah. then you know uh it, it's just been it's been awesome to listen to and um you know that's I I I I I'm I'm impatiently waiting for you guys to get together with them where you're just fucking around instead of talking talking about anything serious. No, we did. We I, I can find an episode for it. We did do one. Did you? Yeah, we did with the, with the bearded idiots. Yeah. Yeah. So we did one. I, I'll find the episode number for you. So yeah, we but did you the guys... ones where we did the just the race relationship. And I think we talking about guns and all that shit. And then we end up coming back and just doing one where we just fucked around. Man, I'm gonna have to I'll go back because I've I'll... listened to every episode. I'm gonna, find, have to, I'm gonna have to go back and read. And I'm trying to, to think that we posted on ours, or they maybe it was an episode where we did post it, on, but we did want to come back. Like you know what, we've had some serious conversations, you know, heated conversations, some some 
real emotional conversations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we really wanted to come back and just, you know, kick the bullshit. And I think we, I'm almost certain, I don't, I can't recall, I thought we posted on our, our feed, but I, I'll definitely find it for you. But yeah, that was cool too, just to be able to, like, you know what, kind of like you let your hair down and just yeah. talk about some bullshit, talk about cigars and drinks and, you know, kind of put a lot of the other shit aside because the tensions got high, you know. Oh, just, just, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> they got real high, man. You know, I think I was telling Mike one time before we did our, like, I think, like, I won't say a rebuttal episode, but it was a follow-up. I was like, man, look, they are as far, oh, far left. And I'm not saying politically wise, but I'm just, as far as our opinions, I feel like I was far left and they were far right. And I feel like we were never going to meet in the middle. Yeah. As far as the different opinions. And I was like, but, I don't but even it, see the reason. I don't see the reason doing this shit again. It, it was it was done civilized though, but it was done civilized, and I was like, you know what, we need to continue it and finish it, and so we did. So I definitely find it that was for you, uh, yeah. it was October sixth, uh, Saint Arnold Oktoberfest. Uh, special guest Mike Notice from the What Up Dope podcast. Uh, lighthearted conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I notes, thought we had so. posted on there. So yeah, check it check it out though, man. I don't know we, why it, I don't remember that. <laughs> hey man life happens man yeah, shit uh, you know i, I was probably I, listening I've had a lot to of episodes. Or i've had a lot of episodes that i've missed that i had to go back and check out from you know you guys delving and you recording and stuff so so what's going on with the podcast uh anything exciting i'm i'm a, I'm a little bit behind um we were off this week but we did do a podcast with uh delvin uh me mike delvin and uh devin Devin's Twitter name is something high yellow something. He just Delvin just posted it today. It's the most recent episode that Delvin posted. Okay. And so it was the title. The title of it was Black Excellence. So we were just talking about just random things, black. I mean, it, it kind of we we kind of went all over the place from TV shows to um politics, um, uh, stuff like that. And He's doing a series where he talked to uh, he talked to three women, um, black women. They were just talking about their struggles with wanting. Well, one of the the, the one of the problems or questions or whatever you want to call it was them not feeling that black men supported them. And so we were partially kind of talking about stuff like that. And then we're planning on doing episode with us fellas do an episode with them women, and we kind of just kind of talk about you know the questions that they have and stuff like that. So we, uh, um, we, that got released today. We didn't actually release a podcast on our own, uh, this week, but we're, we're trying to branch out and do a bunch of different, like random, like episodes of like interviews with people and stuff. So we really want to get into things that are not current event wise. So do a di- bunch of different interviews with different people. Uh, I got a few, few things on my on my side that i want to do uh, mike did a episode about his favorite tv show and that was a solo podcast um that he did um and so that's kind of our plan this year I, man we we really want to i'm sorry go ahead uh, i I'm, I'm sorry i was just gonna say like i i give anyone credit who could sit here and do a solo podcast like, dude i've tried i, I I've tried. cannot man <laughs> i i haven't even tried i just don't like are you familiar with baylor right Baylor College? No, Baylor the Great. The uh, Twitter Twitter handle. No, he's on Twitter. Uh, um, I think it's is this Twitter name BTG. Anyway, he does one of the best solo podcasts. Um, 
that I've heard as far as a homegrown. Uh, uh, Baylor the Great, his uh, logo is a yellow logo. Says BTG for resident. But he does a solo podcast, and he does one of the best solo podcasts I've heard. Um, he's a long, he's a he's a homegrown guy. He uh, he's from uh, from LA, I believe, Cali, and uh, he does a pretty good solo one. I just don't get it. I don't know how people can do it because I, I need the feedback from people. Yeah, <laughs> like it's I can't bounce ideas just, off of. <laughs> yeah, so you know, we've. <sighs> I, I think we've me and I think we've with me and Mike, you know, we've we've been doing podcasts almost six years now, and we're just trying to figure out new ways to stay fresh. You know, at some point you feel like you've talked about everything, and you want to be able to just have decent conversations. We like we enjoy doing it, but we want to want to branch out and do some you know some cool interviews with some people yeah. and stuff. And so I think we want to be able to like we was talking to Delvin because we recorded an episode damn near like a month ago. I'm like, dude, you're releasing shit every week. How many episodes do you fucking have? Dude, he's got to have like, a huge backlog, man. <laughs> he said, he told us that he could release episodes weekly all of March and he still would be good. Yeah. I'm like, that is nuts. I want to, we want to get to that point though. But man, it's, you know, for me, I know I work, I got, you know, I got a wife and work, you know, Mike has three kids work, you know, so it's a lot harder for us to, you know, to, to record often other than we record weekly or whatever yeah well that's like me like i i do it when i can like yeah um tonight i I was supposed to record uh last night the night before and the night before that i believe um but uh kept getting pushed back and uh uh hopefully uh i record with them on monday but that's why i was looking for somebody tonight it's like man I, i haven't put anything out in a while like I've been planning on doing a podcast all week. Um, you know, so my wife was all right with me finding somebody else to, to record with tonight. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm super glad that you were able to join. So oh, but, man, uh, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not boring for the, uh, for the listeners, man. No, but, <laughs> but with that being said, uh, are, are you doing any cigar of the month clubs at all? I am not. Um, I've never done any for that matter. Um, but I know you do one. Are you you are affiliated with one? Uh, I wouldn't say affiliated. I definitely support. Okay. Um, but well, support, yeah, I guess that's just um, Stogie Bird, uh, Sam Lucia from Lucia to pa- uh, Lucia to back. Yeah, I can't fucking talk. Lucia Sorry, Tobacco. Um, but uh, yeah, he he's coming on this week. That's who I was supposed to record with tonight. But he's been battling uh, battling a a cold, not feeling uh-huh. that great. Uh, so, um, you know, pushing it back to Monday. Oh, um, cool, cool. But, uh, like, I, I'm i a big fan. Like, he, he's had it for a little over a year now, and I haven't been disappointed yet. But, uh, yeah, stogiebird.com. Uh, use the code HERFCAST. Save $5. But, uh, anyway, with that being said, uh, Sam's supposed to come on. Hopefully on Monday we'll get it recorded. Um and he's going to be doing a contest. He um, he wants to give away a Stogie Bird 8 and a Stogie Bird Manufacturer of the Month. Um, because with the with a Stogie Bird, you could do two, five, or eight cigars every okay. month. That you know, uh, I think it's now. What brands are they all? His brands to get no, or? no. It's it's all. But that's totally separate. I'm assuming. 
Yeah, that's uh, he. He doesn't really make anything right now. I don't think. Okay, gotcha. Uh, that, that's gotcha. one of the okay. questions I have for him uh, if he's going to be getting back in the game or not. But he had uh, he had like the Luchador series, um, and and did some he have other... an infused series stick? I I don't know about infused, um, but I know he did uh, the American Rebel, which okay. was in the uh, well. I think it was. I think it was with. Um, What's his name? Uh, one of the Rhodes kids. Uh, one of Dusty Rhodes kids. Uh, okay. I think he did that cigar with. Um, but that the American Rebel was actually in this month's Stogie Bird. Um, but uh, yeah, he uh, the manufacturer of the month. That's eight cigars a month from one manufacturer. Uh, but um, no, it's all it's all random stuff. Like this month was uh, just briefly. Uh, Sinistro, Lucia, Rodrigo, uh, Epicurean, Nomad, E.P. Carrillo, Patel, and Alec Bradley was, was the eight. So it's, a, it's all over the place, and he throws some vintage stuff in there as well. So, How do you like the uh, – have you, have you tried – are you familiar with the Nomad series other than that? Uh, the La Fin de Mundos, which is the one that came in this month. Uh, I really like that cigar a lot. Uh, Fred Rui came to town when he still owned it and did a hacking the blend seminar uh, event. And it was like you, you had a um, like each tobacco in the cigar in a neutral wrapper. So you were able to taste each component of the cigar by itself. And then, okay. And then we smoked the, 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 Findelis Mundos at, at the end to, you know, kind of throw everything together. And it was one of my favorite events um, as far as like general cigar events go, um, just because it was so informative. Like you, you learn how each tobacco plays off of each other. Okay. Uh, in that, but uh, that cigar is fantastic. Uh, uh, the other ones that I tried, they were like a C dash, nine three oh or you know uh cigar you know names like that but uh those were decent as well but he has since so sold nomad i think it was uh about two years ago he sold but um yeah the fendelis mundos if you could find those those are those are uh quality okay okay i I can't i've had i had a sample of the uh of nomads and i don't remember um but I might have to go back to see what I had, but I, I, I wanted to really try more of that brand just in general. So um, I have to look and see if I tried that one or not. I'm usually pretty good with, with remembering, but I know I, I have like five of them. <laughs> I, I, I really haven't tried anything since he sold um, like the Findelis Mundos. Uh, I'm not sure if they're actually still making those or if they're done with it because know it's rebranded or whatever um but if uh because the one of the shops by me still has a few and i i grab one every once in a while that's why i'm I'm not sure if they're still making them or if it's just uh leftover stock but uh if if they're still making them and that's what i was smoking they're they're still good um (laughs) but like i said that I i don't know if it's uh I, I don't know if they're well aged or if they're uh newly made. So 
whatever the case, a good smoke is a good smoke. Well, exactly, exactly. So, ah man, I think I'm gonna light up this LFD. I'm gonna light up this. Uh, I'm gonna call it a B side. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I I got a few of them sent to me. I, I smoked one the other day, and it was one of the few cigars that I tossed. Really? Yeah. Uh, but it's a uh, and and it's a my father technically. Um, but it's you know uh, you say technically because it's a uh, my father's cigars. Tobaccos Baez Siri SF. What does that mean? Short filler. Okay, gotcha. But I, I'm not against short filler or anything. Uh, you know, like like you just said, a good smoke is a good smoke. Uh, it it doesn't matter if it's long or short. Uh, but man, the other like I was I was leaving work and I, that that could add something to do with it. So I'll, I'll try it out again and see how it goes but it was just kind of like the first word that comes to mind is acrid <laughs> so <laughs> do you uh I, so i found myself not enjoying smokes in the car as much anymore i used to do you smoke a lot driving uh i really don't drive long enough oh uh, okay um i i was for a while i would have i i would plan my like if i'm working three to 11s i've got all the time in the world before work to have a cigar uh so i would i would time it out so i could light a cigar and drive around for a while and then go to work um i haven't so much lately i just got my car detailed uh a couple weeks okay. ago so you're trying to really i try to mess that up right now yeah <laughs> and uh which is it, it's fading fast that. it's fading fast i'm not gonna lie um, but, uh, I've been, I've been staying away from it more now than, than in the past. But if, if I'm on a long drive, that's not going to stop me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I used to have a lot longer drive at work. It just traffic, which is all fucked up, but cause I had some construction, but now I don't have a longer drive, but I find that I don't really get a chance to pay much attention to the cigar. And so end up becoming, um, I, I don't remember much about it. And so it's like, I like to smoke to enjoy it. So it's like, I want to be able to, you know, enjoy it out of the notes and shit like that. And it's not like when I'm driving as of late, I just haven't been wanting to smoke because I just don't really get a lot out of it. I feel like I'm rushing it because I'm trying to get to a destination. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and then too, I can smoke in the house. I wasn't able to smoke in the house before. So now it's like, you know, you know, you have, you know, people don't, they don't get a chance to smoke today, get out somewhere and places like that. Yeah. I could smoke every day if I wanted to. So it's not really, I have to rush to get into, get in the car and smoke to get a smoke in. You know yeah. I, mean? I can smoke. I just smoke in my office and stuff now. So, you know, I just wait till I get home and smoke. I want to be able to just sit down and chill, have a drink, not even alcohol. I, I love drinking coffee with cigars. Um, So it's like, I'd rather just chill, catch up on some Netflix or something and, you know, being a chill situation, not necessarily like a rushing situation. So I'm I, I'm real up on the times um, with with my TV and movies and whatnot. Um, I say that very sarcastically, um, <laughs> but I, I I did start watching uh, The Sopranos. That's Ooh. that's how that's how up on the times I am. So I, mean, uh, I just finished Sopranos like a year and a half ago. 
So don't feel too bad. Now it's my first time watching. Well, like I'm 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 uh at the beginning of season four, I think. Okay. Um but which I, I, I I've taken a couple of pictures of my cigar while I'm smoking and uh you know with with the sopranos in the background on the iPad because I'm smoking somewhere I'm not supposed to be smoking. Um so you know, I take it you're not really a big are you a big a big TV fan as far as catching shows? I'm really not. Uh like I said, I that well, I the the most current thing I'm watching right now is the Sopranos. So <laughs> like Sopranos is uh I w I remember when that came out years ago. I don't think I had HBO when it came out. And so I ended up watching uh like a year and a half ago. I finally got a chance to check it out. I just had some decent it was like in the summer. So I was pretty much coming home from work. I'll go in the garage, plug in my fire stick and watch. And I did that for like four months, just straight, you know, every other day watching Sopranos. I just really wanted to get it out. Like I really want to watch it and stuff. Yeah. And finally got a chance, but I'm, I'm, I get a good, a good amount of TV in more probably than I should. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm up on a lot of, a lot of TV. Mike is probably, uh, a lot well, more a lot well, <laughs> more versed with a lot of different TV shows. Uh, I think once you you start mixing beer and liquor, you start talking foolishness. Um, but yeah, Mike watches a lot more TV than I do. Um, but Sopranos is pretty cool. Uh, it kind of drew out towards the last uh, season, but it was it was a it was a good series. Yeah, but I I I digress. Uh, I am current on. The Watchmen, so I guess that's uh, that's fairly current. Watchmen was a great series. It was. I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, it Did you feel like you needed another season for it? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That 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 final scene, uh, the 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 end credit scene. Uh, yeah, it's gonna. I, I I hope they pick it back up and uh, do well. Well, but, it's the 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 rumors that they're not. There, uh, that's that's what it seems like. The like the press on it. Is... Did you finish? Did you finish the series? Yeah, yeah. So you know, they I was so I was listening to the podcast. Um, HBO did. Did you? Are you familiar with the podcast for, for right, the I'm, Watchmen? I'm familiar with it, but I never listened to it. Okay, so what they did was they did a podcast every three episodes. Yeah, and so it was only like four episodes out of three or four episodes of the whole thing. And so, in short, you know, they wanted to wrap everything up in the last episode because at that point like i think it was i don't know i think it was nine episodes ten episodes i think it was nine uh, nine by the eighth episode you still had a bunch of unanswered questions yeah. and i'm like how in the hell are they going to do this in one fucking episode they did it didn't seem too rushed but i really felt like it could have it could have continued i i think i think they did a decent job yeah. unwrapping it up even though it was rushed yeah yeah but man i'll tell you what like they, they end it and you just want that question answered, you know, you, you just, it's like, all right, one more episode you know, that was, and, uh, and then let it go. Was what that was, is one of your questions, uh, like me and Mike has talked about, we talked about it on a few episodes. Uh, <laughs> one of our biggest questions is probably more Mike than me, but who the fuck was the slippery lube guy? Slippery lube guy. So you remember the guy who, uh, um, so main character Regina King, uh, she had a scene where she was uh 
looking somewhere, and it was a guy in all silver. And she started chasing him, and he slid through the sewer. Yeah. So the whole season, the rest of the season, we're wondering, who the fuck is this guy? Because they never talked about him. Like, Slippery Lube Guy was, I think, a title that (laughs) Mike had called him. But, you know, he's running, and he throws a fucking uh, whatever he throws on him, and he slides through the goddamn sewer rail and some shit. So our whole thoughts was like, who the fuck was that guy? Because they never talked about him. Like, no one referenced him at all. I I hadn't even thought about that till just now. (laughs) So we had theories on who it could be. Um, but we just, there was nothing concrete. Like we thought, uh, you remember the, uh, the chick from the, I guess I'm gonna say FBI, whatever the fuck, the older, older yeah, lady. Yeah. You remember the guy that rode on the plane with her, her assistant? Yeah. We thought it was him. Okay. But we have no proof that it's actually him. Yeah. But there's nothing in it that shows. But that was one of the questions. Like, who the fuck is the slippery lube guy? Like, and and where did he come from and shit like that? <laughs> no, my 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 question is the egg in the pool. Okay, okay. So I I I, I, I really don't have an answer for it either. I, it was just like it, it was. They 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 answered a lot of shit at the end, but it was you had those random situations like that. Yeah. Like, why was that that like? <laughs> But no, you you want to talk about a series starting off with a fucking bang. Like that that series starts off, it grabs you and and yes, you're gonna immediately. and and you're going to finish it. Immediately. I was yeah. I was I was first episode I was just like I'm up I'm 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 sticking with this. That first, was one of first the of few. all, first of all, <laughs> I'm I'm one of the many. I'm one of the many white people that never knew about that situation. Never knew about, about the it. Tulsa bombings. Yeah. Oh, okay. Or, or even Black Wall Street in general. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I will say I've known, I've known Surface, but there was a lot of that in the show that I learned that I did not know, and I was just like, wow. But I kind of feel bad. Like I feel like I should have known this shit. But I learned a lot as well. But I knew Surface level about that. Yeah. But yeah, not to the depth that they were kind of explaining. I was like, oh, this is like a history lesson in itself and shit. Yeah. And it's not even February. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It- <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i reached out to uh dale davis to try to get something going uh as far as february goes uh-huh. um but we'll we'll see if anything comes he out might be that. a popular guy now man i you know, know he, dude like he he, he, he left after, your show he left your show then goes on fucking joe rogan and i shit. know dude like <laughs> i i woke up that day because i was working midnights that week and I woke up, I had a few messages from, from random people like, dude, did you see who's on Rogan? And I shit you not, dude. Like, I, I had the thought like a week prior, like, I need, I need to talk to him and, you know, this and that. And um, all of a sudden, like, holy shit. Like, I, I wake up to those messages and you see who's on Rogan tonight. It's like, you know, so I go look, it's like, fuck yeah dude i was dude i was so fucking excited i was so excited because like if anybody needs to be on that show that's him you know yeah absolutely absolutely and but like as soon as i seen that like i called him i left him a voicemail and um you know he like i i said in the voicemail i was like i'm sure you're going to be a little bit more popular now (laughs) you know but uh you know uh sent him an email and where is uh, he from uh he's out in maryland okay okay he's uh outside of baltimore i believe 
or no, he he's right outside DC. But, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah, no, I was I, like, "Why?" I didn't get a chance. I didn't watch. No, I didn't. I haven't watched that. I haven't listened to the episode on, on Rogan yet. I just knew he was on there. Did you listen to the whole thing? Yeah, dude, it was fucking. I I loved it. I I absolutely loved it because, like, uh, you know, he he talked about a couple of different things that we didn't talk about. Um, but he, like, they didn't get into his music or anything at all on Rogan. Okay. Which I could say, you know, uh, at least I, you know, I, I've, I, I talked to him about that as well as everything else. Um, but it was, it was so cool to listen to him tell Rogan these stories, uh, that, that he told me and hearing Rogan have basically the same reactions that I had while he's telling me this. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, cause I mean, the shit's fucking mind blowing. Yeah. But, yeah. um, like his whole, like, um, I think it was. I don't know if he talked. I don't know if it was your episode or Delvin. I know he did both of you guys. Uh, yeah. Um, podcast. Um, but I think it was Delvin's podcast when he was talking about his whole views on Black History Month. Yeah. And I was just fucking blown away. Like it made so much fucking sense. Yeah. He he talked about it on mine and Delvin's. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But um, yeah. And that that's that's the idea that I sent him what was having to do with black history month but um yeah you know, i gotta i gotta reach out to him again and uh see see if we get something going that'd be dope man he was definitely pretty cool man i i i i, I could appreciate just his involvement and in just a lot of things and you know just him being able to have those hard conversations with with guys that don't the guys that potentially hate him just because of his color exactly you know what i mean it was just you know i i don't know if i would have had the patience to deal you know um it's like that, that takes a special individual it does it does and i'm not the person <laughs> i'm growing man i'm just you know i'm just being honest man you know yeah. I, there's some things i just feel like i can't i couldn't fully face without being fully angry well yeah so you know i mean like he like because i like i asked him i was like man or i didn't ask i i said i said something along the lines of, man i i can't imagine what that would be like to to go to a rally and he's like, oh, well, I could take you. And I told him, I said, I said, man, I don't know if I could do that. And I stopped midway. It's like, well, who the fuck am I to say I can't do that? Like, I'm talking to a, to, to a black guy who's going to rallies and talking to the grandmaster and shit. How can I, as a white man, tell him I can't go to a fucking clan rally? <laughs> like, you make if, a great point there. If this dude could do it, I could fucking do it. You yeah, know? yeah, absolutely. But, uh. Yeah, that that is that is definitely an interesting cat, and uh, you know I'm I, I was so excited that he got on Rogan because like I like I told Delvin, um, you know I I could care less if anybody knows who I am, everybody should know who he is. Yeah, you know. But. Hey man, but I think you know it needs to be said though, man. That you know it's it's dope as fuck that you and Delvin got a chance to actually you know had those conversations with him. And then, you know, he ended up on something because as much as I, you know, it's cool as fuck that, you know, he ended up on Rogan for the sake of his story being told. I think it's dope as fuck that you guys were able to actually have him on your guys' shows to be able to have those conversations because, it, 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 we, you know, I think we're like the little guys when it comes to like, you know, audio entertainment. Yeah, you know in, what I mean? Indie podcasting. Yeah. So, you know, to be able to be on a level that we, we know we guys are, 
to be able to have a guy of that stature. You know, <laughs> that's, that's somebody, pretty fucking awesome, though. Some somebody put it to me this way. I, I it might have been Curtis uh from Bearded Idiots. Okay. He's like, dude, your degrees of separation is down to one for Joe Rogan. He's like, you have one degree of separation to Joe Rogan. <laughs> Like, would you ever have thought that shit in a million years, Doug? No, dude. But well, that's so. So now I've had somebody on my show after they were on Joe Rogan, uh, Pat McNamara. Okay. And now I've had somebody on my show before they were on Joe Rogan. So I, I, I got both ends there. So, At this point, you just need to go on Joe Rogan's show, man. Hey, I wouldn't fucking turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I. That's see those those are the kind of interviews that you know we want to kind of get into doing things of with people of some of substance, you know things that people will really remember, you know. So that's the thing we try to work out for 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 twenty twenty, is to get some cool guests and you know have those cool conversations. Just and gotta reach out. Yeah, and that's the thing we have it, and that was you know we thought about how do we grow our podcast. You know the thing is I I got a. Uh, a guy, um, he does a local podcast, and it's a blend of Detroit Pistons and wrestling, which is a weird combination of things, but it works. For I don't him. know, but it isn't isn't Detroit like a big a big like wrestling hub? Well, I don't know about Detroit being it, but it's definitely prevalent here. Um, <laughs> and so they end up doing a live podcast at one of the uh, restaurants at LCA. LCA is where the Pistons and the Red Wings play. And so they did a live podcast at one of the restaurants there and stuff. So it turned out pretty cool. And I'm, it's a good good guy, man. And so, you know, on support. I actually – I think I posted a picture on our uh, uh, our podcast um, feed. Uh, I, I went to the live. He did a live taping and stuff down there. And so it's just stuff like that. They're, they're, they're pushing – you know, that's stuff that we've never done. We've never done a live podcast at an actual place. And shit. Yeah. You know, so, you know, you just got to push the envelope. And that's the envelope we haven't pushed. You know, we just got to the point where we, like, I don't know, six months ago or four or five months ago, maybe start doing uh, our podcast via Skype. Like, yeah, we were, we were it meeting was, up uh, together. It was, it was right when we recorded. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know. You, you guys were just starting to do the, uh, the remote. And it's been uh, working out great. The sound quality has been awesome. Good. We haven't had any issues, you know. That, and that's the thing, you know, it's like Mike, you know, he has, he has a lot more uh, – his schedule is a lot – a, a, a lot more busier than mine you know we got kids add to the equation you know it, it it's a lot so he would come over to my house and we would record and it's not a it wasn't a huge burden on me because i just need to be home he has to go home get his kids together wife yeah come out you know so you know he definitely held the burden of a lot of just physical responsibility on his end so once we started doing remote we're like fuck why didn't we do this shit before you know what i mean <laughs> we're damn near 220 episodes in and we just started doing this shit you know 10 episodes ago or some shit so yeah uh, just trying to you know make the i i i, I love the the air the the area of, of people we're in as far as the indie podcast you know I, I love the circle i think you know we all support each other in good ways so you know that's a a, a plus Probably would have never met you if it wasn't for podcasting. You yeah, know, dude, so, like that, that's thanks so to Delvin. You know, and and even better, we smoke cigars. So you know, there's always a, a cool connection with that. So <clears throat> I've definitely learned to you know uh, appreciate the circle we in, and you know, support each other, and you know, get ideas, and you know, bounce stuff off, and you know, 
if, if and I know if, if every if there was ever a situation where any of us needed assistance from somebody else, they will always do it at a drop of a dime. So you know, yeah, that's I mean, the the indie podcasting world isn't quite as uh, as uh, awesome as the cigar world, <laughs> but there there's you you get in the right groups and and you you surround yourself with some decent people. So sorry, wife's texting me. Oh, don't worry. I've been looking at my phone too. I think she's probably asleep now. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I got to work in the morning. So she's going to, you know, make, make sure that I get enough sleep, I guess. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> I, I totally understand, man. I totally understand. I, like I said, I luckily don't have to work tomorrow, but I got a bunch of shit to do in the afternoon. So I got to, like I said, I got this bathroom renovation of it, you know, working on, well, I've been getting done, but I need to actually do some stuff to it this week. So this weekend so i took a long weekend off work so i can uh get some stuff done around the house you know husband shit you know and uh yeah man it's just how um i swear growing up was like a a a trick dude like this growing up was not as 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 fun as as it was made out to be when we were kids (laughs) like who the fuck told us they want to grow up and want to pay bills and shit like this shit's a fucking scam man i can't wait to get out of this fucking house Man, like if I go back 20 years, 25 years ago, like, man, I just be like, bruh, don't rush this shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. I moved no. out when I was, I finally got my own place. I think I was 23, 24. And I was, and I'm just thinking like, man, I really didn't, I should, I, I, I should have stayed home a few more years. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, for, for me, it was, uh, I, I, I joke about it, uh, I didn't move out when I was 18. My parents moved away from me. Okay. Um, but uh, no, my, my, my dad took a job in Missouri. I'm, we're outside okay. of Chicago. Okay. Um, my dad took a job in Missouri, so my parents moved, and I had the option. My brother bought the house. I had the option to either stay with my brother here in Hammond, Indiana, or go to Missouri. It's like, no, I'm – I'm a big boy. I could handle this. I'll be on my own. And uh, man, what a fucking rude awakening that was. You know, I can't even imagine at 18. I, I I I remember being I remember being 18, and I just couldn't recall me being responsible enough to be on my own. Like not at all. No, I trust me. I I had my I had my ups and downs for sure. Uh, that's uh, shit. At one time, I was working three full time jobs at once, and blowing all that money on everybody but me oh yeah and um you know living it up and to the point where i was jobless and all all i had to eat for quite some time was just plain white rice and you know uh, luckily i had a roof over my head but man i i i I don't know how it well let me let me let me start over um I think the 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 black the black community is one of those weird communities where you're almost forced to be out when you're 18. That's the number that they use. That's the age when you know oh, I can't wait till my kids 18 they out of the house and stuff like that. Yeah. And we're one of the one of those I think the the communities that that kind of fosters that weird like milestone is like you're adult now and i say that because like i have some indian co-workers and 
one of the guys, I think he's like late 20s, early 30s. They just moved. He got married like two years, like a year ago or so. And he just moved out. His parents, they just let him stay there until he got his, you know, finances together. He got married. Matter of fact, he got married. His He still lived at home and his, his wife still lived at her parents' house. And until they saved up, you know, a down payment on the house, that's when they finally moved, when they were comfortable. Wow. You know, and that was, and that's a, a, a I believe for a lot of like Indian uh, families, that's what it is. Like they're not forcing their kids out at 18 or 19 or 20. They're, they're letting them stay so they can save money so they can get themselves in a better situation and stuff like that. And I can't speak for any white communities. I would, you know, but I know for at least the black community, uh, 18 tends to be that milestone where they really want, you know, okay, you go out on your own and live and, it's just too young. I couldn't imagine being out at 18. Again, you, you have situations where you're kind of forced to, and that's a difference. But when you're not, you know, when you're in a situation where you could potentially stay there and your parents are like, no, you got to go out into the world and be an adult. It's like you just kind of pushed out, you know, and I just think it's real fucked up. Yeah. For a lot of situations, you know. I guess in, in, in my experience and with my friends, I, I think it was uh... – you know, I don't know if it speaks for the whole white community or not, but it was, uh, you know, us kids like, man, I can't wait to move out of this fucking house. And our parents joking, half joking, whatever, saying, you know, yeah, 18, you're out the door, but they just wouldn't follow through, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you see, you see a lot of, a lot of white guys playing World of Warcraft sitting at home until they're 35, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking World of Warcraft. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I was fortunate enough that when I moved out, I, I probably could have stayed longer. I was just, you know, my mom was a single mom. My my dad wasn't around at that age, at, you know. Um, and so when I moved out, it was because I was making a decent amount of money. And I had like my, so my brother was living there. My sister, my sister just had her baby, my nephew. And so my nephew was like one. I lived in the basement. And I just remember hearing, you know, you know, those, uh, those hard bottom shoes, you know, babies get when they first start walking yeah. and shit. And we had wood floors. So I'd be in the basement, get home after 12 hours. I hear fucking the pitter patter of little feet. Oh, I was like, I gotta get the fuck out of here. I can't take this shit any longer. And my best friend had a house that he had bought next door to him that he was going to renovate. And I was like, I'll take it. It's yeah. like, it's not even finished yet. I don't, I don't even care. I'll do it. <laughs> you know, but for, for the most part though, you have people, they, you know, I mean, for, I think an 18 year old kid wants to try living on his own. He wants to be an adult, you know, probably the same reasons you didn't go to Missouri. Exactly. You were like, I'm an adult. I'm a, I'm gonna live this out. And you, you learn it. Maybe I should have went. <laughs> oh yeah. Hey, when I, when I was 26, I went. <laughs> It's, it, you know, hard truth, man. Like I, I was, uh, I was on rough times. Uh, I, I was, I was on the path to alcoholism and, uh, partying too much. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I was able to come to the realization on my own when I did, uh, to, to tuck my tail between my legs and, move nine hours away to mom and dad's for my own personal Betty Ford. Um, you know, I, I'm lucky that I had that. I'm, I'm very lucky that I had that option. Um, 
and I'm I'm lucky that I had that option. I had the 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 frame of mind to actually take it. Um, and what uh, if you mind me asking, what was like the pivotal point where you decided you needed to move back with your parents to try to get things together for you? So, uh, long story short, leading into the end of this story, uh, long story short. I, I didn't have my license for like seven years because of uh, speeding tickets and other tickets that I never paid for. I've been there. I always had I always had money for beer. I never had money to pay my tickets and get my license back. Man, you want to be me so bad, boy. So, so I was there. I I had somebody lend me the money to get my license back, and that night I went to the bar with a pocket full of hundred dollar bills. And doing it up, having a great time with my buddies and sitting at the bar and, you know, like I said, having a great time. And I just put a hundred dollar bill on the bar to pay for a round of drinks. And my brother walked in and my brother seen me put the hundred dollar bill on the bar. And he looked at me and said, where the fuck did you get that from? And I couldn't look him in the eye. I I couldn't say anything, nothing. I just, I, I literally hung my head in shame. And wow. it was just a couple of days after that, I called my mom and I said, I, I'm ready to, to, I'm ready to move in with you guys. And it was 2006 when the bears were in the playoffs against Carolina and I told my mom I said I want to watch the Bears playoff game with my friends before I leave and then it's done so uh, that Sunday or Saturday maybe I don't remember but uh, we watched Steve Smith walk all over the fucking Bears (laughs) Uh, we had a, a going away party it was a white tea party um, and everybody signing everybody's shirts and all that shit. And, uh, I passed out, everybody drew dicks on me and I woke up in the morning. <laughs> my, my mom's there. I woke up in the morning. My mom's there and it's like, all right, let's go. She's like, you need to wash your face. And I, I, I go take a leak and it's a, like a full big ass mirror. And, uh, I look at myself, I'm covered in dicks. And at that moment, I said, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no more moment of clarity than a face full of dicks. No, like, no, you know, I need to get I, my shit together. I, I left, I left the house to head to Missouri in the car with my mom in pajama pants, a white tee that's just covered in beer, blood signatures and hit the road. Covered, wow. covered in dicks. <laughs> wow, that's a hell of a story, man. And uh, yeah, six months later, uh, got a job back home, and took that job. Came back with a with a whole different perspective on life, and um, I've at least up until this point, I I've never gone back down that I'm obviously I still drink. Well, I was just, and I was just about to ask you. So obviously 
alcoholism wasn't a problem for you. It was just making better decisions and, and in general was the problem. It was, it was a problem that I caught before it turned into a real problem. Okay. Is, is I think the best way that I could, I could put it because my, my dad was, uh, uh, recovering for forever. Um, you know, so it, it, it runs in the family. Uh, but you know, like I said, luckily I, I realized that at, at a very critical time, I, I really think that that was, if I didn't figure it out, then I, I would have figured it out the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, look, man, now, now I, now I know my limits. I, I know my limits and I know, all right, this is a bad idea. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a great story to be able to tell because a lot of people who have those, you know, addictions or, you know, issues, they can't go back to just regular drinking like you're doing because they would go over. So, you know, to be able to know your limits and stuff is awesome. Well, I think that's like, I mean, look at it however you want. I, that's why I say, I think I, I caught it at just the right time because I could, I could still enjoy it without abusing it now. Yeah. And, that, that, and that's, that's not, I mean, you, I, I don't, I mean, I know you understand the magnitude of that, but that's, that's major. I mean, people don't, people, people who have, you know, situations where, whether it's drugs or alcohol, you know, can, can have those situations. They can't even have a little, cause they go full blown back into it. Yeah. And that's like, I, I'll never question anybody who says, no, I, I can't even do one. I'll never question that. Yeah. You know, like I, I have that perspective. Like I, I know it could lead down there, but, but it, I, it, I also, I could also see the, I'm all right. I can control it. How do like, you, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to word this right. So, you know, how do you, when you meet people and stuff, I guess it's like case by case, obviously, but how do you, how does, I just wonder how people know when they can have one versus people that can't. Cause I mean, there's probably a, there are probably tons of people who said they can have one and they can't, and they wanted to, you know, they be there, the addict kicked in, you yeah. know, I feel like you're, you're probably an outlier in a sense, because I don't think there's many people like yourself who can say, I know my limits. You know what I mean? And I say this because I had a, I had my, my dad overdose. And so I know of a per, I know firsthand from somebody who who thought they can handle it and they couldn't. You know what I mean? So like when you if you I I, I would just, I'm assuming you've met people who with similar circumstances, but how do you see the how do you I just don't know how people can gauge whether they can do it and still be okay and not. You know if you you understand what I'm saying? Honestly, like I I think my only answer to that could be like I'm one lucky son of a bitch. Like, because, I mean, I have people close to me battling a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, I, I, I see that demon, and I know that demon, uh, but, like I said, I'm, I'm really fucking lucky to be able to recognize that demon. And Some people can't fuck with that. I mean, the no. demon, you know, you think of, like, you know, I know, obviously you're familiar with Eminem. He he went sober. He's been sober like the last nine years or so, or whatever. How many years? Um, I'm not sure you're familiar with Royce the Five Nine. He's another Detroit rapper who's under the circle Eminem, and 
he's been doing a lot of interviews because he had a new album, but he's been sober for like five or six years or something like that. And it felt like those are two people that I know that felt like they can't just sip and be okay. You just had to just totally take it out their system. Yeah. But you know, for, you know, I, I honestly, and it's, and I, I'm just, I've been thinking about it ever since you said it. I don't know of anyone who's had a similar situation to you. Like or just or just alcohol or something like that, and been able to say, "Cool, I could do it," and not, you know, that's a, that's amazing, dude. Well, that's, I mean, trust me, it 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 slipped a couple of times, you know. Like I've I've definitely had a couple of nights where it's like, yeah, I'll just have a few and go off the fucking rails. Um, but again, like you know, the the next day I realize, well, I shouldn't have done that. But um, right. No, now I, I really don't know. Like outside of saying I'm really fucking lucky to be able to recognize it, I I think that's that's about it. Like I I can't explain it. Um, I other than saying something like I learned my lesson. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. Uh, just uh, I going going through the right things at the right time. Um, I'm made me able to enjoy things like a, like a normal person who isn't battling anything, um, while watching others that are, that, that can't control it, you know, um, no, no, I, I, I really don't know how to explain it at all, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I mean, you know, something's just hard, but I mean, I think you're um more than having to explain it you're just a you're a living proof a living example of that you know you can you can overcome shit like that and that's pretty dope and and very admirable man so like with you know, with, get, with that being said off, like sorry hat to you sir sorry thank you and uh sorry for cutting you off but like i like i said like i you know i i don't look at it as like proof that anyone could do it at all um i like I said, like I, I, I see people that, that can't do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and that's why I say I'm, I'm extremely lucky. Um, but I don't know, like I, I, I could definitely understand the, I can't do that portion of it because I, I was at that, I, I was almost at that point And I was able to overcome it so far. I, I think that's a very important thing to say as well. So far. Well, as they say, you know, and, and, and addicts were this daily, you know what I yeah. mean? So, you know, I, when I had, I had a, <laughs> what's crazy is that I, I had a, uh, I had a DUI in, uh, in 09 and part of the agreement, whatever I had to do, I had to go to uh, AA classes Yeah, and, it was so uncomfortable because I truly knew I know that I didn't have an alcohol problem. I was just drinking and at the wrong place at the wrong time, you know, and it wasn't a denial thing. It was just what it was. I've never had an alcohol problem. Yeah. But it was part of my agreement or whatever. Exactly. And it was a humbling experience to be able to see so many people and see how, how much alcoholism it, it, it fucked their lives up. But the part that was really weird, it was that, you know, I had to still talk 
and give like my story. And I wasn't there because I had a problem. I was there because of court ordered, you know, court mandated attendance. Yeah. So it's like the people that was there was looking at me like, okay, you Bush and you got a problem. You're just faking it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no, I'm just, I appreciate you guys. You know, it makes me make sure that I never be in this situation again. But they were looking at me like I'm just hiding a problem. And I was just like, fuck, this is so crazy just, because I'm not. <laughs> just still in denial. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I, I, I get it. You know, you know, you guys are, you know, you, you guys had mad issues. You know, these things are, these are, you've had situations where these fucking one guy, he had a, he ended up having a crash that like critically injured his kid or some shit like that. It was a lot of stuff. You know, I heard a lot of stories. I had to go to two different classes, but I was just like, I just don't have those issues. Like yeah. I'm really here because of the courts told me like, yeah. I, you know, and if, if I would have got another DUI or something, then it's like, okay, you got a problem, dog. You need to figure this shit out. But I didn't, it was, you yeah. know, I was, I, I had to go because of the courts, but you know, it was eye opening just to see so many stories of people who drinking and really fucked their lives up. But I was just sitting there like, I get it, man, but I just need y'all to sign this paper. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I can appreciate the stories though. You know, I, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I, you definitely, you definitely I, learned I was, something. I was definitely in a, in a, a, a place of, of, of total learning. And I was just like, I felt bad because I almost felt like I needed to fake it to just get out the fucking meeting and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there are people who are really, you know, impacted by alcohol and they can't, they can't just take a sip anymore and just be okay, you know, just trigger all kind of stuff, you know, I'm yeah. just like, Ugh. you know, but that was one of the worst, worst times of my life, man. I was, I just, I just did some stupid shit yeah. and I risked losing my job. I had a real decent job at the time. You know, I had lost my car at the time, lost my license. And I was just like, fuck, but you know, I didn't have an alcohol problem. I just, I just did some dumb shit that involved alcohol yeah. and cost me a whole bunch of money and you know, all that shit, you know, but. I say that to say, you know, I know there are people who, you know, who can't just jump back and, you know, have a sip and be okay. You know, yeah. they just, they just can't do it, you know, but all right. So, uh, since we're ending on a happy note, <laughs> yeah, because you know, all is well, man, you know, definitely, definitely it is. But, um, all right, man, I, I got to take a leak really bad and I got to get to bed to get to work in the morning. It's all good, brother, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me, man. I no, really thank, appreciate it. I know it's short notice on both parts, but you know, I was happy to be able to join in and, uh, have a, have a good conversation about the things I enjoy most, uh, cigars and random booze. And yeah. we talk about recovery. And stuff. No, thank, <laughs> like thank, thank you for hopping on short notice, like oh, really, no problem, really man. fucking short notice. <laughs> and, uh, everybody else be on the lookout for that episode with, uh, Sam Lucia, uh, for the Stogie Bird giveaway. Looking forward um, to it myself. Yeah, do it up, man. It's uh, it's good stuff. So, um, last I do a last minute plug. Uh, yeah. I am one half of the What Up Do podcast. W U D U P D O E. Uh, from Detroit, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, What Up Do at What Up Do podcast. Uh, check us out. And um, thanks for having me, man. Much appreciated. All right, man. I will talk to you soon. Cool, man. Peace. Bye. So there you have it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget, if you can, donate to St. Baldrick's. Uh, just go to my website, theherfcast.com, click that red banner link, and it will take you right to the donation page. Also, if you're in the area, 
Ristafari, March 14th, and that is the Golden Leaf and Hobart, and stogiebird.com. Use the code HERFCAST. Be on the lookout for that episode with Sam Lucia coming up. Thanks, everyone.